What's up, everybody? This is your host, Dega Bidays, coming at you with some incredible information regarding Patreon. Most of you guys already know that we are on Patreon at the moment. We're getting content out there for you guys to be able to dive in deeper and to be able to do some things maybe that this kind of format that wouldn't allow on, on Spotify or iTunes, or we can kind of do some different engaging with you guys. We want to give you some, some stuff that's really uh, valuable to your to your journey as a toy photographer. So I want to give a shout out to our first Patreon uh, member, Stephanie Beyer. Thank you so much for, for being a, a member of the Patreon community. So you guys, if you want to be a part of the Patreon, all you got to do is go to our link in our bio on Instagram or in the show notes of this podcast and everything will be there for you guys. Just click on that. There's three different tiers. Um, everybody that joins the Patreon is going to get episodes before they come out regularly on Spotify or iTunes. So that way you can get the information without ads and you can be able to get a little bit deeper as we go along. We're gonna be adding some great content for you guys. So check it out, come on to Patreon um, and we'll see you there. Peace. What's up everybody? This is the episode you've been looking for. This is the Sergeant Bananas episode. What's up, Johnny? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm stoked to be on the show. I've been uh, listening to the other episodes. I definitely dig the podcast a lot. It's uh, a great format you got here. Thank you so much, dude. I, I'm so grateful that you want to come on the show and have a conversation with me. I know this is going to be an episode that I personally will be listening to many times, again, to kind of <laughs> glean all the nuggets that you hopefully spill out in this episode so it's gonna be awesome man it's gonna be a fun conversation yeah definitely if there is any nuggets to gleam on or gleam <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Whatever. There, there will be for sure <clears throat> maybe some chicken nuggets i don't know <laughs> uh, that's that's cool <laughs> all right man so you have been doing toy photography i feel like since i was born but it, it, it's only <laughs> been it's only been a short time right how long have you been doing toy photography mm, like five five years something like that Mm -hmm. so in in five years you've managed to gain a massive following on instagram you've managed to gain like all of these incredible opportunities did you see yourself where you're sitting right now like what you're doing in the community like did you see when you started out this was going to be your thing did did you know uh no definitely not I was just thinking in my head. I was just like, yeah, definitely. I always thought, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, of course, of course. Of course I, like, knew. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. Uh, no, I, I had no idea. You know, like the way that it all came came about and everything. It just, uh, it just like kind of uh, steadily progressed, and and you know things got kind of crazier and crazier as time went on. And I, I like kind of just like like out of body experience, just like looking at like what was happening, like not believing that it was happening and. I still have like a lot of those moments even today. Um, I guess I'm fortunate enough to still have those moments where I can't believe like this or that happened. Um, but yeah, like I guess I want to give a little backstory just like on how it came about like real yeah, quick. Of course. So like, you know, five years, probably, you know, over five years ago, I, I got back into collecting the old um, Ninja Turtle line from like the late 80s early 90s the playmates line i'm a huge ninja turtle fan nice. and so like i just I, I just started going and like trying to pick up figures that 
I didn't have as a kid and stuff like that. And at that time, like I kind of had made an Instagram, not, not this one, but um, I made an Instagram, just like personal one. And I would post like, Oh, like, look, these are the figures I picked up this weekend, you know, at, like a local toy show or flea market or whatever, some stuff like that. And um, I started like looking at hashtags of like Ninja Turtle or like toy or action figure. And then, realized that there was like a community of like collectors on there so then like i kind of was making some friends and like doing some trades and things like that and then eventually i ran into a few people that were doing toy photography and when i first saw it i just i didn't really know like what it was i just thought it was cool i was like oh what's going on here like that's not just like a picture on a car a toy on a carpet <laughs> you know <it's> like, <laughs> there's like there's effort into this and i think it looks cool and then like fast forward like a few months later i uh i just had this idea like one day because i was i would just sit there and just like stare at these toys like i would just I, like you know when you're a kid and you're just like playing with your action figures in your room or outside or something and you're just like coming up with all these little battle scenes or, or whatever stories of course um, like I, I was still doing that in my head as an adult but i just like i wasn't like sitting in my room going like pew, 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 you know i, just, I was just <laughs> I was imagining it in my head. Sure, I was, sure. <laughs> I was just like looking at them, right? And I was like, oh, these things are, are sick. Like, yeah. Um, so I just, one day I had an idea. I was like, okay, like I have, uh, there's a character called Mondo Gecko. Um, he's just like a skateboarding lizard, a friend of the Ninja Turtles. And he comes with a skateboard as one of his, his accessories. And I had an old uh, tech deck, like staircase with a rail on it. So I was like, oh, I should take a picture of him grinding down the rail so so i did yeah i said <laughs> nice. i had like kind of seen like what, what some of the other people had done you know their toy photographers i had seen at that point uh and I, so i put it into like a banana box as like a, a diorama and then like i like taped him to the rail and then just like took a picture of it um so obviously it was the best photo anyone's ever seen <laughs> of course of course uh, it was just it was complete trash but but the takeaway was like it like lit a fire in in me and it was something yeah so like i I was like oh that was fun like and then i looked at all the other figures i had and then i all of a sudden was like i should do this with that i should do that with this like it it was just i knew like i kind of knew then i was like oh i want to do this all the time and so i started doing it all the time and then i never stopped and then like you fast forward like five years and all of a sudden you're here. It's like, what happened? This is like kind of like a yeah. out, of body of exper- out of body of experience that you said. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Did you, wow. when you first started out, did you use your cell phone or what did you use to take pictures? Yeah, yeah. I was just using my phone. Like I had, uh, I, I had no knowledge of like cameras or anything like that. My, uh, my girlfriend is actually a, she's a photographer. And so, at first, you know, it was kind of just like a little kind of fun thing I was doing. But like, I have a very obsessive personality. Like, I get laser focused on like one thing, mm. and if that if 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 like that happens, like it just becomes my life. And so, like more and more, it was kind of clear like this was be- taking over my life. And so, like when that happened, she would she kind of started to be like, oh, like you should take some photos with my camera. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, like, I'll just use my phone. It's easier, like, blah, blah, blah. And then and then one day she finally got me to, like, take a picture with, with her camera and, like, kind of, like, showed me the difference in, like, quality. And, like, I learned what, like, depth was in a photo. And I was like, why does that one look better? <laughs> and, oh. and 
I started to learn like the the importance or like the power of having like a camera and like knowing how to use the camera and then like that kind of became another thing I became obsessed with so it was like I was already obsessed with like taking pictures of toys and then like I started becoming obsessed with like the photography aspect of it as well and then when those two worlds like finally kind of like meshed into one it was it that was it like it was I was obsessed I was I was already obsessed but it was really like a different level of like I was like thinking about it all the time like just obsessing i'm gonna keep saying that word because it's really like i'm not i'm not like ashamed to say like i'm obsessed with this i really am i know dude and (laughs) you you are like the definition of like when i think of toy photographers like you your name pops up like at the top of the list it's like and the only reason is because you are obsessed you have that obsession and like you're synonymous with toy photography i don't know if you know that but like I know it's kind of like a weird, you don't like to smell the roses kind of thing, but you, you are. And having that obsession kind of led you to that point. So like, okay. So you kind of backtracking, you, you got the, you got the, the gist of, you know, photography, you got, you know, mm-hmm. your girlfriend's camera and you're starting to just take pictures. And then eventually like, when did you kind of see yourself progressing to the point where you're like, well, I'm actually good at this. Like, did you ever like realize, was there ever a moment you're like, I'm actually really good at this. And then did that kind of like fuel you even more? Like, how did that progress for you? Uh, I don't know if there was a moment where I was like, Oh, like I'm good at this. It, like I'm, I'm curious, like what's your self-talk? Like when you when you go through like, you know, a shot and you're like, you know, thinking of shots because a lot mm-hmm. of people have that self-talk where like, I could do that shot, or you see you scroll on Instagram and you know you could do it. Like, what is your the way that you kind of saw it? Like, you know, I'm not saying right at this moment, I'm saying back then when you were kind of just were you just doing it for fun, was just a hobby and you're just loving it. Is that what mm-hmm. you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I never had, uh, there was never really a goal other than just like having fun with it. And just like, I really love to do it. I really love to just kind of like, for for lack of a better term, you know, just like play with the with the toys. So like, that was my like adult loophole of like playing with toys and like being able to kind of like, you know, have these action figures that I liked a lot and like, do it, express it in an artistic way. And like, I and like, I always felt like, I'm not I'm not good at like other like you know kind of like the standard forms of like art in terms of like drawing or like like painting or sculpting or stuff like that. I'm I'm not I'm not good at that, but I always felt that like I had an artistic mind and I had a lot of creative energy and mm-hmm. I just uh I didn't really have an avenue to like put it towards. So like when when this all kind of came about it's kind of like the perfect storm of things coming together and like just being a lifelong like toy collector and like fan of like a lot of the pop culture properties that we all love like it it kind of was just in a sense meant to be maybe because you have progressed so much since that first shot where you you know use some duct tape and you stuck (laughs) that figure on the rail like how do you see you know your photos progressing and changing since you first began like you know what are the improvements just right off the bat that you can kind of name like is it lighting or what do you think I feel like it's just I've gone through different phases. Um, so like, you know, I was doing like Ninja Turtle shots and kind of like almost like more like kind of just like humorous ideas. Like the there wasn't a whole lot of like creative photography going on there. It was just more of like the idea and stuff. And then like once the camera stuff kind of came into play, like I I definitely remember like seeing practical effects from um, guys like Captain Chaos and like 
father's figures and stuff in those i remember those two guys uh galactic war fighters was another one that i i saw like i saw the way that they were doing like you know like the the kind of the stuff you see a lot now like you know dirt dirt um flying and explosion looking stuff though back then i didn't really see a whole lot of fireworks stuff which we can get into in, in a different point but um I, I became obsessed with different things. So like it would be like, oh, I want to know how to do that, or like how do how do they get that figure suspended in the air to look like it was flying? One thing that I I kind of always pride myself on, and and I don't know, it's just I I know some people will relate to this, but like I I wouldn't ask them, I wouldn't reach out to them, and be like, hey, how'd you do that? I would figure it out. Like I would really, just, yeah, like I would figure it out, and that's always been my my kind of way that I've done it. So like all the stuff that I know how to do, like I look, I like, I, I was inspired by what I saw, but I just trial and error until I knew how to do it. So like, I went through these phases where it would be like, okay, like how do they do the sand? So then I, I figured out like, okay, like I like how that looks. And then, like, I kind of figured out like how I want it to look, you know, like maybe I like it a little different and then like shifting that to like different effects. So like you got like your sand dirt and then it's like, okay, well like how do I do, water how can i make a splash of water look cool how can i do like rain like falling or how can i do snow falling and then how can you do fireworks and i had a phase where i went through like practical blood effects which is basically it's very similar to doing like water or something it's like the same concept but like figuring out how to do that kind of stuff and i just became obsessed with each one and i would do it for a while and i would like kind of get it dialed in so like um one thing i'll say is like i'm very confident in that stuff like i know i can always do it at any time like but the way that i approach photos now is a lot different like the effect it was more effect driven back then where i'd be like Mm. i want to do a photo with you know master chief and then i want like it it would be more about the effect and and like everything else kind of came after now it's the opposite it's like the effect comes last it's the last thing that i i will think about I'll set everything else up. I'll get everything else how I want it. Then at the very end of that, I'll ask myself, like, is it worth doing an effect? Which one would suit it best? Like, and then I would try different things and like, see how I like it. Take a couple of photos, shift things around. But ultimately, like, I want to have everything else dialed in before that effect comes in. That's amazing, man. Like, and I've noticed that too, as you know, you've posted almost 3000 shots on your Instagram account. And there is moments when you scroll back and you see, like you said, you have those <clears throat> shots where they are amazing. And like having those effects and they look so good having those, you know, rain shots or snow shots. And now kind of like fast forwarding to what you're doing now, like you're more interested, I think in like the diorama set pieces and being able to create almost like world building where uh-huh. you have uh, a more dramatic sense of scale. And uh-huh. I think that to me, like, you sell the shot like you you sell it so well because it it doesn't look i i don't know if this is your intention but it doesn't look like action figures you know it looks like you know like a real movie Uh scene it looks i'm like straight out of you know maybe you're looking at a stop motion movie and you just press pause is that kind of like what you're going for are you going for that that hyper realism in your shots now um it's a look that i'm drawn to but it's like it's always you know and first of all thank you for the kind words uh yeah man. but like it's it's all I, people have told me that over the years like oh your stuff looks very cinematic and i, I always like thought you know as a nice compliment but i i i i didn't say it's not like i was i was sitting there being like how can i make this look more real it was just kind of like 
a way of how I approach the photos, I guess. And it just, that's just the way it is. Like, yeah, like there's looks, there's a certain look that I'm attracted to and it tends to be that. But at the same time, it's like, I couldn't, you know, also say that it's like, I'm going for that. It's, it's this weird kind of like balance thing. It's like, yes, but no. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's like, I like, I like a certain look, but then I'm not like, I don't, I don't like when I'm coming up with an idea, I don't say like it needs to look realistic. I just more so like I have this idea in my head. I'm like, it needs to look like that. And if that looks realistic, then, then yeah, then I want it to look realistic. But if otherwise, like it doesn't have to look, you know, whatever the look is, like I want it to look like that more often than not, I guess it does tend to look more in that, in kind of that wavelength there where it looks realistic or cinematic and stuff like that. But, um, I don't I don't necessarily approach it with that in mind right gotcha. away. Gotcha. Because like when I I hate doing the comparison game, but like I'm just doing this for for the the listener's sake. Like when I like look at your shots versus like say nose rain shots, mm-hmm. whom I love his shots too. They're more stylized, I would say. And he does some really realistic stuff, but like I feel like him is almost like it's like fine art. It's like he mm-hmm. has that layer, that texture that feels like an art piece. When yours like it, it is like to to me it's like pressing pause on a movie and it's like i'm like watching like blade runner or something and i just press pause <laughs> and it's like you know what i'm saying it's like you have that smoky that texture the snow or like whatever it may be but like and i know that you don't intend to do that now that i know that it's kind of interesting that you're not that's not your intention it's just like if it turns out that way it turns out that way mm-hmm. but that's kind of that's kind of interesting man so like you know how does it how does it uh, you know come to you when you have a shot like you have something in your mind and are you where do you get inspired from are you just like watching movies or watching a tv show and all of a sudden it's like oh i got an idea and it's like do you just you just go for it right then or like how does that process work for you i mean yeah like i get inspired by movies and tv shows just like the rest of us uh and then also like uh, you know i i will say that the most probably one of the most inspiring things is the figure itself right that's like why you get excited about buying something a lot of the time because you like you see the character and you're like you know you saw the show that it was a part of or the movie that it was part of and then like you're like oh i'd really like to recreate the scene that was like in in this episode or something and like that's inspiring to you so like the figure having that figure accessible to you like seeing it and then like getting it in hand and then like a lot of times like I'll have a figure in my hand if I'm like watching TV and I'll just be messing with it, posing it. If I, and so like this has happened a lot, like I'll, I'll be messing with it and I'll like kind of just get it in some pose. I'm like, ooh, I like that. Then I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll take it, like, I'll take it over to like the table or something and I'll like start looking at it from different angles and stuff. And then I'll kind of start imagining like the world around it. And I'll be like, okay, like, I got okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a specific shot right now. Just like give a kind of a little mini breakdown. So like that daredevil shot, the vigilante one. Yeah. I had it. I I was like, okay, like he's got the mess. He's got the like beat up face. I like that. So I want to do a shot of him where it looks like he just got done, you know, fighting or something, and he's like Mm -hmm. trying to get away. So I posed him in that way. I pose him so he's like grabbing his like side basically he's kind of hunched over you can see the blood I actually added blood to his face and his baton with like fake blood and then I uh, I, tw- I put his back foot like twisted like he's limping so that that was like once I had that I was like okay now where's he gonna be 
I was like, oh, alleyway sounds good. Dynamic lighting. And then so I like set it all up. I started like placing the little like trash props and I got the fence behind it. And then I start positioning my lights. I get the lights and all. I, I get the look that I want. I'm like, okay, there it is. I take the picture. I see the way it looks. I'm like, that's kind of that's what I'm going for. Then I ask myself that question I said before, what would suit this? Would it be mm-hmm. snow? Nah. Rain? When I, when I think of Daredevil, I, I actually think it's always raining. In the show. It's like, it I, is. I, it's always like it's real grim and it's like dark and it's always raining super hard. And I was like, yeah. okay. So then like. I like take out my little mister thing and I'm like, you know, getting the floor, the diorama like wet to like, you know, because it's going to be wet outside. And then and then, yeah, I do the effect and then like it kind of just like seals it in. I, I, I hit it with some atmosphere aerosol as well. But um, yeah, that's that's how I approach that specific shot. But that's kind of that's a that's a very common way for me to like do things like I'll, I'll sit there and I'll pose it and then I'll come up with like the idea from the pose and then like. I build the rest almost kind of around that sometimes. And then there's other times where I just like, I want to recreate this scene in my way. Gotcha. So like, I'm curious, man, just because I know this probably has been asked before, but like you have absolutely, I feel like no regard for like the safety of these things, man. Like the, the figures <laughs> themselves, like, you put them through, through some of like the most intense stuff like do you have figures that you've just trashed like not intentionally like figures that were like mezco or like hot toys have you like just destroyed figures not intentionally in a shot uh not like completely destroyed um but but actually i have intentionally kind of destroyed something before just because yeah so like when i was like first learning like when I was experimenting with fireworks and I would buy different types of fireworks, I, I would want to see like how the firework would react and stuff like that in the photo. So like I would, I had this trooper that I would just like, you know, basically light on fire in a sense. I would like, I would just put him in the straight up in like in the day, in the danger zone with no care. I'm like, okay, it's a black series, 20 bucks, whatever. I have a ton of them. Like, I don't care if this one gets melted to you know to a blob like so like I would, yeah so like th- that was that was one specific time i usually don't do that but there's you know when you're working with fire and you're in plastic you know there's always that risk and then also if you're if you're willing to like there's cloth goods as well and that stuff will catch on fire so i've definitely had a couple things get like little pieces get kind of melted on figures or like uh i had like a while ago i didn't know probably years ago now um i did a shot with like a snow trooper a hot toys one and he's like there's a firework behind him and it like burned a little hole in his skirt and i was like uh i was like Dan- i i don't know like most people will probably flip out like oh my god that's why i was just like eh. it probably adds to the weathering but i, I mean i'm not saying damage <laughs> yeah i wasn't i'm not like i'm not in the business of doing that or like just being totally cool with it but like in that case i was just like it didn't ruined my day i was just like well you play with fire sometimes you get burned right yep, <laughs> so that's true that's that's what that is um with like the rain and stuff it just dries out it, it dries off with like yeah. cloth stuff so like i'm not tripping about that it's water other than that like these days like w- with what i'm doing i'm not doing like a whole lot of uh fireworks or any really right now so Back when I used to do a lot of blood stuff, stuff would get pretty crusty. <laughs> I would have to like, Ooh. I would have to like bag it up after, and then like when I got home, I would like wash them all off, and 
they would always be like a bunch of figures on the counter, like drying off, like next to the sink. <laughs> this is like the non-glamorous side of, of your account, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like years ago. Uh, I became obsessed with doing blood effects because I, um, <clears throat> I was super into the uh, st- Star Wars movie realization line, like the samurais yeah. and stuff. And obviously samurai swords, people are getting cut up. So it was just like, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to have that effect, like the blood spray. And so like I figured out kind of a way to do it. And I, you know, just like the, the rest of the stuff became obsessed with it and did it for a while. And it was cool doing it, you know, like I wouldn't say I would never do it again, but it's definitely not something that I think about these days as much. Like if it would have to, the idea would have to really, really inspire me for me to like, to get me to do it. Yeah, like for I'd sure. Really, I'd have to want to do it real bad, and that just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that 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 is a rare quality that you have, man. Like I I know like because I feel like there's a differentiation whenever you start doing photography, especially toy photography. Like you kind of have to like make that sacrifice sometimes for the shot. And it's like, and I know I don't want to like you know speak for you, man, but I feel like you see yourself as a photographer more than a collector. Like this is your passion. Like the photography. Of course, you you know appreciate the figures, you love the figures, but like you're you're more interested, I think, in the shot, right? Like that's your that's your focus. Yeah, like it, it's like I'm collecting I'm collecting photos just as much as I might be collecting toys, but I'm more obsessed with the collection of photos. Yeah, like that, that makes like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like I get super excited about figures. Like there, it, it's like a balance to me. I've I've kind of always thought, and I've said this before that. It's a balancing act between the two, like the the collection and the photography part. And like one, they, it's almost like they they need to be pretty equal for for it to kind of work out in a in a good way. Because yeah. then, because sometimes you'll see uh, you'll see like the guy who has the real expensive collection, right? He's got all these really rare like hot toys or like custom made one six scale stuff, and he's taking pictures of it kind of just on his desk, you know, or something with his phone. Mm-hmm. And the, on the flip side of that, you have the other guy who's invested in the photography equipment that doesn't buy hot toys. Maybe like for him, like something expensive might be like a Figuarts or maybe a Mezco or something. But he's like invest. He has a bunch of different lenses. He's like more focused on that. And it, it's just like I, I feel like you can you can kind of see that in, in certain accounts, you know, like you'll see like the difference in like where their their focus is. And I'm not knocking any either one i'm just saying like yeah i think like i like to have i want to have like a good collection right to have a lot of figures around me so i can when i look around when i see i'm like that's inspiration like i'm just like okay well like right now i'm sitting i'm staring at an ultron mark one hot toy so i'm just like i've been looking at it this whole time just staring at it not saying (laughs) that it's like it had i don't have any ideas right now i'm just like i just keep looking at it because it looks awesome nice Um, but like i like having I like I just like being around all the toys, you know. Like I, I really just, it just makes me feel good. Yeah, dude, and that that kind of hails back to the episode with Stephen Glickman when he was just talking about surrounding yourself, you know, with those things from your childhood. And it for him, it creates that you know atmosphere of creativity because he's a comedian and you know he constantly having to do stuff for the entertainment business. And like when he surrounds himself with those figures, like just like you do, like you get the creativity. It's just like you get that flow state almost. Where you're just like, okay, what can I do? And that to me is like priceless. Like having that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's worth it i mean it really is and uh 
I'm going to like ask you this, man, because I feel like this is a question that I'm, I, I like to ask a lot with like some of the interviews, but I don't always ask this, but are you, are you more interested in the process? Like, you know, the shooting and like the going out there, maybe you don't do a lot of outdoors right now, but you used to do a lot of outdoors. Like, are you interested in the process or are you interested like in the finish and the posting? Like what is your kind of, or is it, is it both? Like, what do you kind of like focus on? I would say, I'd say it's both. I have equal appreciation in, in both. Like, when when uh when things are just clicking and, and you're you're just in that kind of like flow state and everything's working out how you want and like i'm the happiest probably ever like when I, when i know that i'm like getting a photo that i like which i try to do all the time but obviously as photographers we know that doesn't always work out but like when that's happening like not no, i don't have a care in the world like it's just it's the best for me like I'm so happy. Like I get like a high from it. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, I'm like uh, I don't know. I know I'm what just, you like, mean. Uh, I know what you mean. Uh, it was very. I'm um, um, just like I got all this energy. I'm like, oh, sick. Like, super excited about it. I'm like, oh, and then I, I just feel good. It's like then I then like whatever I'm shooting, I feel like I'm more more of like a connection to that to that figure. Like, oh, like like look what we did. Like look what we did together. <laughs> you know, like look what we created. Look what we just did. Like you're just you you know you're not real but like you were there too and i made like we did this like <laughs> high five in the figure that's awesome. and then and then you know i get it on the computer and then i and then i see it and then like i'm like oh yeah here we go and then i'm like putting the little final touches on it and stuff and then like at the very end i'm looking at it and i'm like yes there we go <laughs> that was that was that's you know kind of like that's why i do this type of type of moment you know like i i look at it and i'm like i'm happy and i'm like oh don't get me wrong i scrutinize the crap out of it yeah. for sure I, yeah. I i i would stare at it like like an old grumpy man you know with my, <laughs> you know i'm just like mm -hmm. looking for any little misstep because i will go back and do it you know i, I for sure I, I, i'll nice. if i see some little things like i'm over time like I've become more focused on like the detail and stuff in in my photos. So like the posing and stuff like that is crazy important to me. Like I would, I need it to make sense. I need it to be right. I need, I need, I just have to have it how I want it or else it will not work and I will not post it and I'll have to do it again. So like I will sit there when I'm setting it, setting it up and I will not, I will, I, I just won't make any excuse. I'll just do it until it's how it's supposed to be. And I, I don't care, like, if it's annoying. Like, I'll get mad, for sure. I'll get annoyed and upset. And I'm like, oh, God, this thing keeps falling over. Like, why won't his foot touch the ground? Or why is his hand not doing this? And I will sit there and do it until it works. Or if it doesn't work, I'll figure out another way to make it work. Um, wow. I, will not, I will not let that one slide. Because to me, and to my opinion, in my opinion, uh, the pose... It's so important. It it can tell so much of the story that if it is off and everything else is dialed in, to me the photo is still off. Like mm. you can have everything else dialed in, your idea, your story, your lighting, the 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 props, everything else, the effect, all good. Pose is off. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I, I just yeah. because like. I it's just like I just want every I try to make everything I that I put out like something that when I look back I'm not gonna just like cringe 
<laughs> you know, I want it to be, you know, I want to put my best foot forward, obviously, just yeah. like the rest of us. We all do. We all want to do that. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I won't, I won't bypass. I won't take any shortcuts. Man, I, I love that. I, I hope people are taking notes, man, because like this is one of those, this is one of those I'm going to have to go back and definitely like re-digest all of this because this is good stuff, man. Do you, I know I heard this on the Toy, photog- toy Photography Podcast, like, mm-hmm. so I want to just like ask you this too. So you don't go back and archive anything. So like whenever you post, like that's it. It's like if I, if I you find something after you post it, and you're like, oh, I, I hate that about that shot. Like you never go back and archive. So you just leave it and you just, is it, is it something that you, is it buggy or do you try to reshoot it? Like what is that kind of process? Cause I, I'm curious cause I, I, I really struggle with archiving stuff. Sometimes I get mad about it. I'm like, ah, oh, just archive it. Like what, mm-hmm. what made you not do that? I like to look back at the journey, you know. Yeah, it's good to it's good to like see where you were to appreciate where you are now. Mm. So having all that stuff, like if there's something that I didn't like, I like to look at it and look at why, why, why is it that I don't like this? What is it? Where was my head at when I was doing that? You know, like I like to see that stuff. I like to like face that stuff in a way to see can you do it if you did it now like and i'm confident now like if there was something i had a problem with like years ago i would definitely be able to do it way better now i know that i could mm-hmm. i could definitely do that um I, it's just it's like a muscle that you it's like it's just like working out like you and you do this all the time you naturally will get better at it and then like muscle memory kicks in that's why i kind of said like about the effects like i know i got that i know i got that i know like i can do that i've done it so many times it's like a routine you know it's like i get it i understand it i know like how to do it in multiple different scenarios like i've done it at night i've done it you know with bright daylight i've you know I've, i know how to do it so like i'm not worried about that but <clears throat> it's cool like to like if i see an old photo like i'll leave it there like i, I think like it also helps other people if they like were to scroll down my page Cause like if they see what I'm doing now, it, like for people starting out, it might be, it might be kind of discouraging to some people to be like, well, how can I do this? How is mm. he doing that? It seems, and I'm not, and it's like people have told me this before. It's like, oh, it seems like it's unattainable. I'm like, but scroll down, like, yeah. and you'll see, like you'll see that there was a path to this point. And it wasn't necessarily like the most glamorous path. It wasn't like I woke up yesterday and, you know, it wasn't like woke up like this, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't like yeah. that. It, it was like, you know, a lot of time and effort put in, into this, just, you know, being obsessed. And, yeah. That. And I think you have like that respect in the community because people do know your journey. And I think the people that are aware of that, they, can respect it. And I respect it because you don't allow yourself to stay where you were. And I know next year at this time, when you're posting new shots, it's probably not going to look anything like your stuff you're doing now. Like you're always evolving. You're always progressing and you're always Uh, challenging yourself. It's true, man. You definitely like, this is why, you know, you have one of the most influential accounts and this is why that people appreciate and that you have you know, the, the influence that you do is because you constantly allow yourself to, you know, like you said, like, look at the old shots, get mad, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe the stuff is like, 
you face that stuff. And maybe that's why I feel like I haven't progressed in some areas is because I'm not allowing myself to face it and get mad enough. I think a lot of people can can take and glean a lot of nuggets from this because sometimes as artists, we, we are definitely our own worst critic. And it's hard uh, mm-hmm. to really appreciate the stuff you're doing. And I'm sure you struggle with this too, which is hard to fathom. But it's like, Everybody, everybody is their own worst critic. And so oh, how yeah. do you how do you get past the mental game? Like how do you approach toy photography from the mental like fitness aspect? Like do you have to like talk like because I know you're confident in like your special effects, like you said, like do you have to like sometimes like mentally picture the shot and then try to obtain it that way? Like how do you what's your mental focus in your process? Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll come up with the idea. I'll get the idea and I'll have like this idea in my head and the picture will be in my head. And then <clears throat> I just like, how, like what I was saying earlier about like how I will figure it out, like how I, I saw these, these guys doing these effects, but I didn't ask. I was like, Hey, how'd you do? I, I just figured it out. So I've done that so many times where I'm confident in like, even if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure out how to do it. And I know, and just like the repetition of that. So it's like, I'm caught, co- I build confidence from that. I'm like, okay, like I may not be able to figure it out right away, but I'll figure it out. And if it's, if it's worth it to me, I'll make it happen for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like if, if it inspires me enough, like I will become uh, again, obsessed. And then like, I will not stop until I do it. And that's like, it's like a shark smelling blood. That's what it's like. It's like mm. I get the idea, and I just will not like let up until it's until it's how I want it to be, and for better or worse. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. It's it's like I might be sitting there sweating bullets or something, and just upset, and just like, ah, man, this isn't working out like how I want it to work out. And then I'll walk. I'll, you don't get me wrong. I'll walk away from it, but I'll come back. I will uh, sometimes I'll let it simmer. I'll just like s- let it sit overnight or something, come back to it in the morning and then maybe with a refresh mind. And then that, that maybe makes the difference or maybe not. And then maybe I scrap it, but eventually I'll come back. I'll come back to it. If it's again, if it's worth it to me, yeah. if it, if it's something that I really want to do, I will come back to it and I'll, I'll make it happen. Mm. Man, this is, this is good stuff. We're going to have to take a break and we are going to get right back to the Sergeant Bananas episode. Everybody stay right there. The Toy Photocast is now a part of the Exclude Collective Network. Go to excludecollective.com to get all of your action figure news, tutorials, and everything you need to be able to be a part of this incredible community. That's excludecollective.com. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We have Mr. Johnny Wu, the master sensei of toy photography on the other line. What's up, Johnny? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Glad it, to be here. Glad to have you back, man. Um, I got a question for you. I know you've been shooting a lot of Mezco lately, but what is your all-time favorite line of figures to shoot and why? <laughs> <laughs> good question it is it is it's a it's, hard one it's tough man i think everyone would probably struggle with that a little bit maybe I don't, um 
I, is it, the reason why it's hard is because I just kind of go where my inspiration leads me. So like at the, it's like almost like it, I could have it as a two part answer in a sense. But if I had to choose, um, I would say I, I would I would say the movie realization line. It, really? Yeah. I I just love the aesthetic of those figures. When I first saw Vader, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I love like samurais and and that kind of like culture and stuff. I, I always thought that was really cool. And then obviously you know fan of Star Wars, so like it's just kind of like the best. Uh, those figures are really photogenic as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and even though like these days, like with what I'm doing now, they don't necessarily kind of. Uh, that fit into into my ideas all the time like i still appreciate those figures and i just think their design is is awesome and they they look great um and they keep the, the line still going too so like seeing what they kind of come out with now now obviously then at first it was just the star wars and then they brought out like the marvel side of it too which was cool to see like how they would tackle some of those characters in, in a samurai or feudal stylization. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But like overall, like yeah, I, I yeah, it's got to be that. Like that's been my that's been my answer for a very long time, and and I was a little, a little reluctant to say it now just because of where my inspiration is at now. But overall, it 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 it, it has to be that. Yeah, and you also have a massive tattoo of a samurai stormtrooper, right? <laughs> I, I i do yeah uh yeah it's on uh, the whole entire back piece is, is the samurai trooper did, did you get that as a as a homage to your favorite line of figures is is that like was the yeah. inspiration so, so here's a here's an interesting story here's some, here's one of the things that is that has happened over this journey that is probably one of the more interesting things um so the way this whole this tattoo came about was I, I wasn't thinking of getting one uh, of that. I, I I mean, if someone would have asked me if I would, I would probably be like, yeah, that's cool. I probably because I have tattoos, so like I would be like, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but a buddy of mine who one of my one of my best friends, he's a tattoo artist, and he's just you know friends with other tattoo artists and this and that, and so he was hanging out with another tattoo artist. Like, it's like. A pretty well-known guy here in, in the the Bay Area, and he ended up. They ended up. I came up in conversation. He showed him my stuff. The guy loved it. He was like, he absolutely loved my my work and thought it was cool. He's a fan of like Star Wars and all you know Ninja Turtles and stuff. So he was a fan. He followed me. I followed him, and that was kind of that for a while. And then one day, I think that was in like a live stream or i had a live stream and he he popped in and he was just like oh i'd love to tattoo you so then like that kind of turned into like a private dm we're talking and then he tells me he's in the city so then i'm like oh okay he's like yeah you should come by so i end up going by one day meet up with them super cool dude and then he was just like yeah i'd like to you know tattoo you and he's like you know like for your charge and i was like what huh? i go really and, and so like at first i was kind of like hmm it's like what like, what would i get i don't you know <laughs> i don't know like was it kind of creeping you out a little bit no because he was super cool like okay. i it wasn't like he just bled with that he he like we talked for, <laughs> we talked for a bit and then he said that and so like 
we're talking and then and then he says that and then so this wow. guy this this guy his name's andre so andre he uh he's known for doing a lot like japanese style tattoos and in big pieces like I've never really from the time that I've known I've never really seen him do small smaller pieces like he's just goes ham like he goes you either get, you're getting like a body he's the type of guy you get a bodysuit from wow like he's gonna do your whole chest or he's gonna do your entire leg he's gonna do your entire back you know like he does like huge huge yeah. pieces so he kept asking me like oh have you ever, you ever thought about getting your back tattooed and I was like no <laughs> you know like that. I never thought about it. And then he kept like talking about it, and then and so then one thing kind of led to another, and then he was just like, "Yeah, like we should do this, do a tattoo, like give you get you a back piece." And and then I was just like thinking about it, and I'm like, "Well, this guy's work is super legit. He he comes like highly recommended from my my friend who's a tattoo artist who I trust, and he's you know saying that he you know is free of charge." I'm like. If there was ever a time that you were going to do something like this, obviously it's now. Wow! So, so that's that's how that came about. And, that's uh, amazing. How long did it take to get the tattoo? So the tattoo is actually not finished. Uh, I have the entire outline on my back, and the outline took like a couple hours. Like he blew through it. It was it was hell. <laughs> it, it was yeah. ter- it was terrible. Uh, I, I've I've got like a full sleeve. I got like tattoos. A couple like couple you know decently sized tattoos on my legs and my other arm as well and yeah. so like I'm, I'm no stranger to it yeah and i thought like i've sat well with the other ones you know like i you know i didn't wasn't too bad and so i thought that i thought the same with this i was like oh i should be fine it's a different thing <laughs> it was a different <laughs> thing this time it was it, it definitely was the the most painful one um, really your back is very sensitive. The skin on your back is very, at least mine is. I mean, I'm just, it, it, it was, it was definitely painful. And I think it's, it's always funny when you hear, like, I don't know if you ever heard someone like, oh, tattoos don't hurt. They're lying. It's, oh, yeah. Think about it. It's a needles going in and out of your skin. <laughs> like, and, and then, like, that's like, and then they also have, like, the one where they do, like, shading and color, and it's like a brush of needles, and they're just brushing it across your skin. And then it just gets all hot. And then, ah, man, and it's like, it's uh, it's a whole entire experience, you know, like getting a tattoo. Like, yeah, m- basically no one would ever know that I have that tattoo unless, like, you saw me at, like, a pool or something. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, I'm just it's not like I'm walking around with my shirt off or anything like that. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> and nice. just, like, that's kind of how I am with my tattoos anyways. Like, I just, I, I don't get them to, like, show off to other people. I get them because I want them, you know? Yeah. Sure. And that's I think that's why you should get him, honestly. But like, whatever. Um, so yeah, I guess in this long drawn on drawn out answer, Star Wars movie realization for the win. <laughs> that is awesome, man. I I have a one tattoo and it's very minimalistic, but I've never gotten a back piece. So I I think you've you've inspired me a little bit, but also kind of terrified me at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's a journey like everything else, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a baby commitment. steps baby steps yeah man, yeah definitely yeah so we before we hit record on the second part we were talking a little bit about what you're doing now versus kind of like what you used to be doing um when your toy photography the indoor versus outdoor argument and i love what you said man you 
really like being able to have a an access to both. And you know, if you want to just kind of like lead with that, like what do you what do you see like the pros and cons of doing outdoors versus indoors? Yeah, I did outdoor. I almost was like exclusively outdoor for a long time. I, it was just because like a lack of knowledge of of being able to shoot inside and kind of just like where my ideas were at and what was inspiring me at the time was just kind of keeping me outside. Like I just wanted to kind of like blow stuff up and use like practical effects and and uh, natural lighting and stuff. So like being being outside all the time and like shooting in natural light kind of taught me taught me a bit about lighting in general like how to adjust on the fly like because when you're shooting outside like depending on where you are like the shadows are always changing so you have to be able to adjust on the fly with your camera like something gets darker you got to know what you're doing so you can get the shot especially if you're shooting at like sunset or something and you're chasing a specific type of light you really got to be on the ball with that stuff so like it taught me it taught me a lot without even knowing at the time like about lighting and like the way that like different light affects your photo and stuff like that and so i think that's definitely a pro in in terms of shooting outside and honestly it may sound corny and and everything and just basic but just like being outside and shooting is 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 cool like it's nice you know like yeah you go out to a spot and you're just like with your camera and your stuff and you can you just it's it just feels I don't know, it's just like a cool experience to just, you know, you drive out to this cool spot, maybe you scout it out because you saw like some cool rock formations or something and and you go out there and it's like you make an, almost like an event of it and you have like kind of come up with like the figures you're going to bring and, you know, the ideas and stuff like that. And it's like, it's it's just as challenging as, as the indoor stuff in, in a lot of ways. You know, I wouldn't say one's more challenging than the other. Yeah. And then speaking of that, like, kind of transitioning into shooting inside like that comes with its own challenges as well and like like learning lighting like indoor lighting and stuff like that was uh was another thing that i became obsessed with i treated it as if it was an effect and i do believe that to me lighting is like one of the it's if not it's the strongest thing in a photo like it's the thing that will stand out the most to, to me personally like um I told this to the guys at LoomCube before. Like, like if you're scrolling on Instagram and something in the lighting is awesome, it doesn't matter what the subject matter is, it's going to catch your eye and you're going to oh, stop. Yeah. You, you will stop. It could be a box of Kleenex on a table, but, but, <laughs> but the lighting could be awesome. You're going to look at it and then you're going to think it's awesome because the lighting. And it's like this light. That's how powerful lighting is. Like the subject matter doesn't have to be something that you're super into, but like that will pull you into the photo yeah and so that's something that like indoor photography kind of like showed me uh, a different side of you know like it experimenting with that stuff and then and then like not only that not only the lighting but then just like the way that you shoot inside as well like it's kind of almost inevitable like you shoot inside all the time you're probably going to end up getting a diorama right because you need you need something it's like yeah, you can get away with doing like you can shoot portraits through your window or something, which I've done plenty of times, which is definitely fun. But um, I just I think like the natural progression of things and the direction that, that like I was going, like it was just a matter of time before I got myself a diorama. And then like and then once I did, I saw 
I saw like uh, the importance and the advantages of having something that was tailor made to the scale of the figures that you're shooting, and yeah. and, and then that just really kind of opened my eyes more. And then like from there, it was like the props, and then like the cool thing is is going back to the outdoor stuff. All the stuff that I learned from outdoor, like doing all those effects and stuff, I was able to apply that indoors if I need to. So like being kind of well versed in the, in the other area helped me kind of become well versed in the new area too with using the tools that i learned from outside and putting them inside or vice versa like now i go outside and i'll bring my lights with me i'll bring my loom cubes with me and i'll you know like hit the hit the like figure's face or something from the side or add some extra lighting there or something like that so there's there's different aspects to it for sure so you having both of those it's something that you can never truly master. It's like being mm-hmm. outside, it's got all, you're always subject to the elements. And then indoors, you do have all of that access to control your elements and being mm-hmm. able to control the lighting and controlling the weather. Do you prefer one over the other now? Is there one that you just like, well, this I'm just going to stick with this? Like, what do you, what do you, what's your preference? Uh, well, for right now, definitely it's, it's indoor stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, that's where my, my ideas are kind of circulating and just kind of revolves around like shooting with the dioramas that I have. And it's like, could I go, you know, I can go find, like I can go into the city and shoot a figure, but it's like, I'm going to have to work way harder to make it in scale, you know, rather than just like, I could have like a diorama that's made for that. Or, you know, I look like I, I live by the beach. So like I could go down to the docks and take pictures of Popeye there, but like I have an amazing dock made by Terraformer So I might as well just obviously use that. (laughs) So definitely indoor right now. Um, But I still, I shot outside the other day actually. So uh, really, yeah, it just, it just depends on where my ideas are at, you know, and and like the, the different figures call for different things or they, they present themselves in different ways to me where I'm like, okay, well, like I want to shoot you outside or uh, yeah, no, you're definitely going to be an inside inside character like i like things to, to I, I want my stuff to make sense mm. and, and uh so like it, what i mean by that is like use daredevil again so like daredevil for example when you think of him you kind of think of a certain type of scenario or where he would be at like a location he's going to be at because what you see from like the movies or and or comics right like he's going to be in the city or something like that or it's going to be probably dark or you, you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. think about these characters, you have an idea already. So thinking about, so it's like, I'm not going to take him down to the beach. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, he's out of place there and it pulls me out of the, the it pulls me out of the shoot. It would pull me. I would be totally un, uninspired by that. Not to say that you couldn't get something cool down there, but I just, I like to, you know, start off on the right foot in a way for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> funny. Like, for me, I know some people love to do crossover stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. I, I guess I just like all my boxes in, in the right boxes. But like when I see like Marvel and DC like coexisting in one universe, mm-hmm. it really messes with me. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of like it relates in a way that what, what you're saying. You, of course, when you're selling a shot, when you're creating that world, you really focus on the environment. You focus on the textures. You focus on the storytelling and that's to me the most compelling part is you you tell the story and you you create it in your head and you build that world in your mind and then you transition it and you put it into into reality 
so I have this uh, new question that I've been doing recently. Uh, I'd love to ask you this. Is there a grail shot, like a bucket shot that you have that you haven't done yet that's like on your list of shots that you want to do? Like if, if there is one, uh, what would it be? And if you if you don't have one, like maybe make one up on the spot. <laughs> uh, well, for a long time, like when I was shooting outside a lot more and I was kind of like in this in-between state where I was shooting outside a lot, but I was also starting to shoot inside and and kind of like coming up with different ideas. It kind of could work e- in either outdoor or indoor. Yeah. I had uh, – so I have uh, – I'm a huge Ninja Roll fan. Kind of – if you're listening to this, you know that by now. <laughs> and, and so – uh, when NECA, NECA made the uh, quarter scale line, that was the movie line. Like, that was amazing. And then obviously they scaled it down and then made everyone's dreams come true. And uh, the trench coat raft is always, is always had a special place in my heart. And so yeah. when uh, the first one, they haven't made a seven inch scale one yet. Um, there's other ways around that, which you obviously know about. Uh, yep. And so the quarter scale one, like I have that one. And cause I have, I have all the quarter scale ones, but like that one in particular, when I got that, I had a very specific idea. I had, I was going to have to take him into San Francisco, but I wanted to have him in a crosswalk. I wanted smoke to be coming out of the, the manhole, which is, you know, yeah, I'd have to time it right. <laughs> and then I wanted to do a forced perspective with him and the, and everyone want like an almost like rush hour in the city. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, I know I can do it. Like I know I'm capable of, of taking getting that shot. It's just like everything around everything else around it is just kind of difficult. It all has to kind of line up in the right way. Like having him there, and then maybe someone kicks him over, and just working in that kind of environment is very like stressful and hectic. Yeah. But um, I just so, think that would, I think that would be cool to do for you sure. Would, you would do quarter scale, you said. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would probably I would use the quarter scale one and and then do like a forest perspective to make him look, you know, gotcha. like. So you'd you know, set like a table up and you'd have like him on like a table or something like that. How would you do it? Uh, I would get low. Okay. I would put lay on the ground and I would just have him actually in the crosswalk. Oh, okay. I thought you said for some reason I, I pictured him actually under like the manhole, like inside. Oh like, like... no, that would be cool too. But no, the. the yeah, no, like I want him like crossing the street basically, like with the other people. Gotcha. Um, that would be sick. It's something that like it's just there. It's so it's almost like a bucket list, you know, like you say, like a bucket list shot type thing where yeah. I'm not I'm not in a rush to do it, and I think when it does happen it'll be the right time for it to happen. Hey NECA, if you're listening to this, make it happen, okay? I want to see that shot. <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. Maybe That'd it's something sick. that I can do with like the tested guys. I don't know. Oh, dude. Yes. <clears throat> Adam Savage, please make that happen. That'd be awesome. <laughs> make a call. <laughs> make the call. <laughs> Pinch me moments. I know you've had a lot, and I know that this could be uh, probably an entirely new episode just devoted to that but i let's get into it man let's talk about some opportunities that you've gotten to do and just kind of go from there yeah i mean um i i like i heard this question being asked on the other podcast and i was i thought that was like an interesting thing and then i yeah i just i've been 
fortunate enough and in a position to where I have had some pretty significant pinch me moments throughout this uh, this journey. And, yeah. and so like some of, you know, like a handful of them, there's this few in particular that when I tell other people, like if I'm telling someone that I'm telling someone about it, like, like I'm almost like, it's like I'm talking about someone else. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. it's so it's so wild to think that that like me taking a picture in like a Apple box of like a Ninja Turtle character somehow led to like you know some of these moments. And so, you know, with that being said, <clears throat> um, I think like the first the first like kind of major thing that happened was I I remember. Uh, it's obviously a lot like four years ago, maybe five. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. When Disney infinity was still around. Do you oh, remember? Oh yeah, that? dude. So that, that video, it was a video game, but then they made fi- like interactive, like they made figures that interact with the game. Like you could put it on a base and then like the figure interacted like inside the game. It was like a statue though, right? Like a little. Statue. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, th- the thing about those figures were like, they didn't have it. They didn't have any articulation or anything like that. But the sculpt was was awesome, and like they were stylized a little bit, and they're just like they're really cool looking. Like um, the Yoda one in particular, I, I really was drawn to. Oh yeah. And and so at this at this point in time of, of of me shooting, like it just you know I was just you know just doing it like every day and having fun. Blah blah. blah. Didn't think of anything like like I, I feel like at this point in time in general like across the community no one was really working with any companies at least to my knowledge back then like no one was collaborating with like hasbro or anything like that to, and I, I say this to my knowledge like I, I mean someone could be like wait i was I, I i don't i didn't know about it so i'm just saying yeah. for to my knowledge i didn't know of anybody so like it was like almost an unknown thing like i it wasn't really on my radar i didn't think about it but I ended up getting a message from this guy one day through Instagram DM, and it was a guy that worked uh, at Disney Infinity, or he worked on that line or whatever. And he pitched this idea to me about having me shoot um, a Kylo Ren figure that was, at the time, not yet released. Uh-huh. And it was part of their uh, light effects series, the ones that, so like when you put them on the base, like the lightsaber would light up and stuff. So he was asking me to do some photos for it, and obviously like I was blown away by that. And so I'm like, wow, this is like crazy. Like someone actually, someone from a company is like reaching out to me. So I would say that's like initial pinch me moment right there. Like having someone reach out to me, but it gets, it gets deeper than that. Cause like, it wasn't just the project. Then with that came an interview on starwars.com as well. So that was another, that was another pinch me moment as well. So that, so that Disney infinity project led to the starwars.com interview. Uh, the first one, yeah. The first one? Okay, yeah. gotcha. And you can still, like, if anyone that's listening to this is interested, you can go and look that up on, on the Star Wars website. Um, it's like, I don't know, if you type in Disney Infinity, I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, nice. So that was pretty wild. And then after that, uh, like, not too long after that, Hasbro uh, hit me up through, like, Facebook Messenger. And I remember reading the message and being like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like I remember a specific point in time where I was down at this this beach, this spot that I would shoot at a lot, like years ago, with a friend of mine. 
and he would always go with me to just to like hang out and we would just like i don't know shoot shoot the shit and whatnot yeah. and one 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 day he was just like you know like he's like these companies should be sending you stuff and i i would always i, I literally would always laugh I'm like ah, yeah oh yeah right like yeah. he's like what he's like watch one day they're gonna they're gonna be sending you stuff and, and at the time the type of stuff i was shooting was like black series and Mainly, mainly stuff like that, like kind of stuff yeah. you can just go out and get at like Target and at the time Toys R Us and you know places like that. And so getting this message, you know, I was like, whoa, like they want to do this project. So this, this pro, this is right around the. This is before Force Awakens came out. Oh, so wow. this, so this was the very first Hasbro toy pick campaign. It was like the launch of that whole thing. Wow. Now, now there's been tons of it. Like they've done so many different ones, it, you know, so many different campaigns with uh, all kinds of people from the toy community. But that I remember it was just like so surreal and like special that that, that was happening. I remember they sent me that uh, like that Tie Fighter, like that mm. giant the, the giant Tie Fighter. Yeah, just just like just cut, just like as like uh, here you go, you can have it. I was like, oh man, like <laughs> send me all kinds of stuff and like yeah. it was pretty wild. That was pretty wild um that was like kind of the, the kind of early on pinch me moments that i had and then kind of like as time went on things kind of just kept happening but like there's been a couple real big ones for me and i would say well before um, you get it before you get into that i'm curious because people probably want to know this and i kind of want to do too mm -hmm. what was what was your follower count at when you got that first like um uh, that first opportunity because i want to know like the progression do you remember uh it'd be hard to say i mean it, let's see it like it was probably you know like four years ago yeah because how long has the force awake for force awake is kind of 2015 like five right? uh yeah about five almost five years ago okay yeah, yeah. Oh, man it's a long um way less i mean a, <laughs> you know it's yeah. general way less i would say man uh do you think you passed 20 20 000 by then i think so okay yeah yeah for sure yeah i think i, I wish there would be some way to find out I, I wouldn't know though um yeah it wasn't not 30 i don't think 30 so probably 20 in the 20 range okay um so yeah that was like well uh, interesting thing about that actually so i had I believe I'm trying to have, I might I know like I've actually had a few photos that have been posted on the Star Wars Instagram. Yeah. And I and I know like obviously they have like millions of followers and this and that. But like uh when that happened, I basically didn't get any followers from it because my name was tagged at the very end. Oh. And people don't read. No, it's they don't. Thing. They definitely don't read. <laughs> So like it's funny, just like kind of a side note for people that write long, really long captions or do stories. Like a lot of the time, you know, people probably aren't reading them. Not to, I'm not saying stop doing them, but like for me, when I see like a huge caption, I I rarely will read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It has to it has to grab my attention like crazy, like right away for me yeah. to keep me going. But anyways, so like I had like a feature, like a couple features on like the actual Star Wars Instagram, and it didn't do anything for me. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I remember. My first like big feature that I had that like, actually in terms of like actually getting a bunch of followers from was from uh Hype Beast. The like you uh, know, okay, yeah. So they had reposted 
a Yoda shot of mine. This was obviously years ago as well, but I remember getting a bunch of followers. Like I had taken a nap and I woke up and I like had like a thousand more followers than when I had gone to sleep. <laughs> and then I, I like double took and I refreshed and then it was like 40 more. Like instantly and then I refreshed again. It was like 15 more. And then I refreshed again. It was 20 more. So it was just like, brruh, brruh, and it was just like going what? crazy. Yeah, I was just going nuts. It's probably like what celebrities go through like at every second of their day oh, yeah. <laughs> I, ima- I imagine their instagram just goes nuts just blowing up yeah so so like yeah just like i think the way the way things are worded if it's like a call to action so if like stars have been like check out this photo by sergeant bananas featuring the kylo ren light effects disney infinity figure i feel like my page would have really like took off more but because yeah. it was like introducing and they went through their whole spiel of like the line of figures and this and that and at the very bottom of that you you had to click more to like see it yeah. so like it's not just it's not like right there in the first like couple sentences so no one's gonna read it um but those were like the early those those two things couple things there were like some of the, the early on ones and then later on some of the really significant ones to me um so this is kind of like a little bit of a long drawn out story just because of the path that it kind of went through first to get to the actual pinch me moment but it's like a pinch me moment led to another bigger pinch me moment so again i it's like getting these types of messages or slash emails or however they come into contact is always like a trip and so i got a message on instagram one day from a guy that said he was uh like a he was he worked for the wall street journal and what? he wanted to, he he wanted to do uh, like a article on me, and I, mm-hmm. I I thought this you know like I'm reading this and I'm like okay like is this real you know <laughs> like what is this and so I check it I check him out it's legit and so we start talking and we he ends up doing this like article on me and I I don't know if you can see it now I think like you have to have a subscription or something because of how they're like how their thing works like they do like like you have to have a subscription to look at their online stuff i think mm-hmm. at least that's the last time i tried to look at it i know there was something like that but i did i had an article like an interview thing on on a wall street journal which was i mean again from someone that's just taking pictures of ninja turtles in their backyard is insane <laughs> that is crazy and, and so from that article came a publisher uh dynamite comics and they they wanted to do a book so that's how the book thing came up that's initially how the book like deal thing came about was from that interview and when that happened like that was i mean it's really up there it's, it might be number one for me number one pinch me moment but to like have a book to ha- be approached to do a book and of my photos is one of the weirdest most like uh, surreal like cool things to happen to me throughout this whole thing now i can't say just because because uh, we're all artists here so like i think this will resonate with the rest of the the uh, audience that like you're you critique the crap out of your own work mm-hmm. so when i look at my book now or like i it's I have a feeling of like accomplishment, but also of like, oh, I could just my next my next book could be you could something. crush it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. So like I look at that book and I'm like, 
the way it's laid out and all everything it's like pro- kind of progression based like you start it and it's like the early period of time where i was taking photos and it progresses to like kind of where i was at at the end of that book mm-hmm. and, and now it's been like a couple of years but like i look at it i'm like oh man like i just like I think it was it was necessary. It was a necessary thing to do it that way. But now, like if I was to do another one, it'd be a lot different. It'd be more artsy for sure. Would you do it with the same publisher? Did you like them? <clears throat> um, if they offered me a a good amount of money, I would do it. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think so. I didn't. No. I, I feel like it was definitely a learning experience with that book. And okay. I I mean I never never made a book before, so there's a lot of things I didn't know and wasn't expecting and it was just a you know without sounding too negative about it it was definitely a learning experience yeah like there was good there was there was some good and there was some bad and you know now i know like for the next the next one but um it was definitely i wouldn't change anything about it i wouldn't change it for for anything wouldn't trade it like i think that it just kind of it helped kind of mold me into like where i'm at now in a sense going through that stuff and you know it's really crazy to like see your book like on like amazon and stuff or like have people send you pictures from like comic shops across the world like look at i found your book at my shop it's like i've actually never seen my book in the wild like i've never i've never seen it at like a comic shop or anything and i'm just like waiting for the day for it to happen sold out everywhere that's why i'm in i mean (laughs) i don't know about (laughs) that Well, well actually it has been sold out on Amazon multiple times, which is pretty wild. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, like hopefully like, you're getting royalties for that, right? Uh-huh. Good, good. So that was a huge one for sure. Um, I would say the next biggest one, which is probably like it's it's it, they're like tied, they're like neck and neck, was when I did a project for Lucas Films. And mm. that was for the release of the Return of the Jedi DVD. Oh, you mean and the Last the, Jedi? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like it was way back when. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Last Jedi. Yeah. So the idea was to get a photo and then get it like a couple different photos, and then those would be available to print out, and people could use those as like a custom, like kind of cover for their Blu-ray. And those yeah. will be available to like download on um, StarWars.com. Um, so that was really crazy on its own. But the real like pinch me thing was when they were like, "Oh, we'd like to like do like kind of like a like an interview video thing with you and like if like you're like they're in San Francisco and I'm like really close. So they were like, "You can come here, or maybe we can come to your house." So like they ended up coming to my house and doing this thing. They like set up like a little kind of like little studio looking thing. And there's a video of this too. And I'm like, I've super seen it. I hate that video. So much. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so awkward in that video. <laughs> also, I'm like 30 pounds heavier in that video as well. So like, <laughs> so, uh, I don't like that either, but, um, but the experience that was amazing. Oh like, man. Adam, was how... it Adam Carboni there and like the guys from star Wars show and everything. No, those guys weren't there, but those I was like, they there? they talked about it on the on the Star Wars show though. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um no, this this guy, he's uh I don't know his exact title. I don't want to like get it wrong, but his name is Dan Brooks. Okay. He he was the one that was like kind of heading this whole project. And he was the one that did the interview with me. 
and it was just insane to have like people that work at Lucasfilms at my house, like a camera crew there, just like inside my house. And it's just, it was, it's insane to me. <laughs> Still, it's like, why, why is this happening? Like, this is so crazy. They're like in my toy room, like watching me like edit photos. They're like in my living room, like watching me take these photos and like filming and getting slow mo shots. And 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 then it's like my girlfriend's just there and just like we're just like it's like I'm having an out of body experience, but like I'm just there and, and they're talking to me and it's because I'm taking pictures of toys and dude, I'm gonna get like super philosophical just just for the heck of it. So I think like the reason why is like you're obsessed with progression like you always like you like you said like a second ago you're like man like then my book that when i it's awesome but i I could crush it now it's like but 10 years from now like you would say probably the same thing about stuff that you'd put out now like you'd be like oh i'd crush it (laughs) you know what i mean i hope i am i hope that (laughs) but like you're you're obsessed with like progressing and i think that's what that's what causes these opportunities is that you keep getting better and keep getting better. And like, you never stay stagnant. And so I think that's for people listening that are like, man, why don't I get opportunities? Like, why isn't my shot? Why aren't my shots getting better? It's like, maybe you're just not obsessed with progressing. Like you just don't push yourself enough. So. Well, well, thanks for, thanks for the kind words. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I mean, you know, as artists, like, as i as i said a little bit earlier like we're our own we're all our worst own worst critics right but if you and you need that you almost need to kind of like i I, personally i believe like you almost kind of need to like have some self-loathing towards your own work Mm because that because that's what to me that's what like keeps me up at night like what is next when's that next photo going to come where I'm like, that's the one. And I get excited about, I'm chasing that all the time. And it just leads me down these weird paths. And like, sometimes like some of these paths have been insane to go down. And and it's like, I never knew, like I I would never have known, like, but if you, yeah, if you get comfortable, then I feel like that's, you get stagnant and then you kind of just fizzle off probably. I mean, it's imperative to like, challenge yourself and you know step outside your comfort zone and and when i say that i you know there's obviously different levels to doing that it's not like you need to you know completely do a 180 to like what you're doing right now but like you can just try different things here and there and you'd be surprised what you find you tweak something just a little bit and then you kind of realize like oh like if i did you know it would just kind of like almost like a what's the word like um like funnel off into like other areas mm-hmm. so like you try something different you get a different idea then a rabbit hole thing. you mean yes that's what i mean so yeah you go down these different rabbit holes and you never know like what's at the end of them or wh- where you're going to end up but some pretty cool stuff can happen um and to kind of play devil's advocate about like the whole like working with companies and all that stuff like it's i i've been lucky enough and in an odd position to where like these things kind of they come my way without me putting the effort into getting them in in the terms of like me reaching out and saying hey how can we work together Mm -hmm. like i don't do that i i maybe i should i probably should maybe (laughs) if i I wanted to do more work i should yeah but like the book thing like the way i mean you can by the way I told the story, it's like that came 
to me, I don't, you know, really understand why, but like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, the Lucasfilm thing, same thing, you know, like I got this email about this project and I'm just sitting there like, huh? <laughs> like, what? Like, what's happening? Like, obviously, I think, I think though, like what you're saying though, like about playing the devil's advocate, like. You're right. Like I think though you're you get more hyped on the photos themselves, like doing the shots. Like yeah, of course the opportunities are amazing, but I think and I I could be wrong, but I feel like you get more hyped on the shots and doing toy photography and the love of toy photography versus all of the extra little stuff that comes along with it. Like Oh, for sure. Definitely. So like the people out there that are like, man, why do I like maybe they're more obsessed about chasing that opportunity than the actual toy photography itself. It you could be. And I mean, I guess like nowadays with the state of like where the community is and how many people collaborate with companies like for someone that's like relatively new starting out like that is like the norm to them probably like they see that and they're like oh that's what you do like you start off you start you you get like a body of work going and then like eventually a company will want to work with you but like back when i started that wasn't really a thing i mean yeah. it's funny to, to talk like that and making it seem like that was like a million years ago but that was just like five years ago it's progressed so fast yeah. so fast so i i understand like why a lot of people get impatient or something when they're like what about me but it's like how long have you, you know if you've only been doing it for a year it's like you know kind of chill out like just focus on like having fun and like you know enjoying your work try and enjoy your work as much as you can you yeah. know that's like because yeah to me like i get more i've i get way more happy about a, a photo that i'm excited about than i w would ultimately of like a project like those are those are like milestones like the projects and working with companies are like milestones but like the photos to me they're they're far more like personal to me and special honestly yeah it's because like, when that stuff's happening like when i'm taking photos it's it's more it's just me and myself and my thoughts and like creating that stuff like another thing about working with companies another factor of that is like there's an added pressure to 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 that like now you're not only you're not creating something just because you want to because someone else is hired you to do it or asked you to do it and if you actually care then you're going to put more pressure on yourself yeah. i always do this i always do that i always like kind of go through this mental like like kind of uh back and forth with myself with like it's not good enough or it just needs to be good enough for them to like it like they'll probably like it anyways because they don't do toy photography and they don't really probably know what like a great photo is of toy photography <laughs> like i i go through this all the time when i'm when i'm doing stuff with companies and and i always have to remind myself that like whoever's like reached out to me like they reached out to me for a reason right like because yeah. what i do probably almost no matter what i do they're gonna be happy but it's me like i always want to be excited about it and when you're working with a company personally for me it's a little bit harder to, to be that way because there's an added pressure it's like i'm not just doing it for myself i want this person to be blown away too i want to blow exactly. myself away now I, I trust in my own 
self that if I was to bl- to blow myself away, I'm not worried about that other person anymore. Because <laughs> I you're know so like, critical. Yeah, you're so yeah, critical like, of it. I, if I'm like this about it, they, you know, like they're, they're probably definitely going to be into it for sure. No, I'm not yeah. worried. But there's definitely been times where I've like turned in work where I was just like, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> And yeah. you don't always get to work with subject a subject matter that you like too. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like you may be trying to like angle like a collaboration with like Hasbro to work like shoot some black series, but they might end up hitting you up about something else. Like, or maybe they they ask you to shoot a figure that you could care less about. That happens more often than not. At least with me, it has. Yeah. Like the, t- the amount of times that I've been able to shoot something that I was actually into are pretty rare. And it's so and, funny though. And again, with that becomes added pressure because then it's like if it was something I liked, I would have this immense pressure because I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to like murder it now. And then, <laughs> you know, you see what I mean? Like if, yeah. if like like if Mezco was to be like, hey, can you shoot Popeye for us? I I would be ecstatic, but I'd also have a lot of pressure on myself because I'd Dude, be let's, like, let's make that happen. Let's do a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. I want to see those shots. Oh man, that yeah. I you know like obviously like this, the Mezco like the one twelve line is a big part of your life. You have a page dedicated to it. Uh, that whole line of toys is coming to something all of its own. Like I it's, know, man. I know. I'll send them a DM and see if see if they uh, if, they, <laughs> if they're interested. <laughs> uh, no, don't don't do that. It's it, it's oh. all it's all if it if it. Hey, if it happens, it happens. You know I'll, what I re- what I want to see. I just want to see Bluto just like smashing Popeye, just like just burying him in like like one of his like hammer hammer punches or something. <laughs> yeah, that Bluto. I can't wait for that figure. I know. Uh, so that Popeye, like, it's for me. It's figure of the year for me, mm. and I and it it's like on the, before that figure came. Like I was a fan of. Popeye, sure, but it's not something I ever really thought about. I never thought that I would want a Popeye figure, and then I never thought that I would like it as much as I do now. But I think that's a testament to how cool that figure is, at least to me. Like he's one of the coolest figures. Like he looks, like he photographs so good. His accessories, like I don't know, there's just something about that character, and I don't know, it's something about. I him. feel. I feel the same way about Gomez. Like mm-hmm. I actually hated the character design whenever they first dropped out. Like that bug head. Like I hated it. I was like, this is so stupid. And then once I got one, I was like, this freaking rocks. <laughs> I was like, yeah. had I mean, a total change of heart. I mean, he, that that figure, like the body they use, like the buck that they use for that figure, is so good. Where it I makes know. you like. You're like no, and use use it for this guy too. Use it for that one. Use like spread that. Use this one. Like use it how you use the Joker body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like because double jointed. You know, he's got double jointed elbows. He's got a lot of like he's got a lot of articulation in him. He's More got better. Than, he's got better than Spider Man, I think. Better articulation. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he's definitely. I think because let's diabolic. I know. I think mm-hmm. it's. D- Diabolique, or I don't know how you actually say it, but I yeah. say di- diabolic. <laughs> I do too. His articulation is really good. I think. See, I don't actually have a Spider, a uh, Mezco Spider-Man, so I, 
I can't really say. Like, I think that that's the same body, though. Is in that the uh, diabolic? I don't think so. I think the the young, like the homecoming Spider Man. Uh, I think that body's different than diabolic. Mm. I think. I think it's a little beefier. And then like the Gomez is like a completely new buck, I believe. Um, but yeah, they've used that same Gomez buck for all the Gomez's. Mm. Well, the but, di- diabolic figure is right up there with Gomez. I was, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And the that- reason why they do the double joint, as far as I know, is that they do double joints on cloth, like when they have clothing over the arms. Like they used to do like the Punisher with the double joint and like the beefier yeah 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 but um but they don't like for like joker like a skinny arm figure like they don't do double joints which is so strange yeah yeah and like john wick's coming out and that's he's single jointed i believe too yeah that's a big concern right now but so so i don't know if you saw like recently like some people have been getting the freddy the freddy Mm krueger he's got a double jointed oh does he yeah is he out uh, yeah, I guess he's out now. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so I think like I don't know if like early pictures of him kind of like showed that he had like single jointed elbows or anything, but like because of that, I'm like, man, there's still time for. Oh, I well, I don't know. I'm, maybe there's still time for Mezco to just throw some double jointed elbows on John Wick because to get him and get him in those poses where he's like holding his gun correctly and like. I know you, you you really do need that. Well, I heard, I think I heard it on the Dork Lair podcast and uh, one of the guys who was actually getting to talk to Mez at one of the conventions. And he said that it was the reasoning behind it was because it didn't like lay right on the suit. Like the suit body didn't look right when they had double jointed arms or something like that. But that yeah. doesn't make sense to me because the Gomez looks perfect with double joints and yeah. having have I don't know like I I don't get it like I don't think he's really concerned about people's uproar about it so yeah it's whatever I mean, he think it's whatever he thinks is right so yeah for, um, I mean it is his company <laughs> so he's, yeah yes he, he final say I mean he's absolutely taken over this I mean he's got this market cornered with the, with the whole cloth goods. And the one, oh yeah, like now, now the now you're seeing like other companies do it too because they're like, oh okay, like people care about this stuff. Like even even Mayfax is adding cloth goods on some of their stuff now. Yeah, and figure arts too. Yeah, they got like some of the K. Finally, right? No. <laughs> they got some wired. The one the one funny thing though about Mezco and is uh, they don't do wired capes except for that one Batman supposed to have it, the Supreme Knight. Supreme Knight has a wired cape. Supposedly, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the huh. black one um, is supposed to have a wired cape, I believe. But I think that's that's the first one, to my knowledge. Huh? Because all the other ones don't have it. See, I don't. They don't. They don't tell me all this insider stuff. I wish they did. That way, I could update everybody. Oh, I, I don't think that's insider information. I think it actually says, like, if you look at like a picture of the uh, Supreme okay. Knight in the description of like everything it comes with, I think it says that on there. Oh, you know, you're right. I do remember reading that. I just totally forgot. Um, yeah, I don't have any inside information <laughs> with with them. At least I don't. I don't. I don't know much of anything. That would be that would be uh, the amazing thing. But I'm pretty yeah. sure you can't. 
can't d- divulge. He's, he's got like, yeah, he's got like a, an NDA thing with them, which is awesome. I'm happy for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I talk to him. I, I don't ask any questions that I know he can't answer. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to bug him. That's... And I know like, I, it's like, I'm not going to be like, oh, so what other characters from Popeye are they going to make? It's like, you can't. <laughs> if he knows, he can't tell me. Exactly. Or, you know, it's like, what's the next Batman villain? You know, I, he probably knows, but he can't tell me. So why ask? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> why know. why make him feel awkward? Yeah, I mean, he, he knows that I know that. So it's just like, I'm not going to ask him. Like, the, the thing that I might ask him is like, oh, do you know when this is going to go for pre-order? That's like. Oh, okay, so he comes with two capes. I'm looking at him right now. The the new uh, Supreme Knight. He comes with two interchangeable capes. Yeah. What? I feel like that was always one of the main things that was kind of missing on their Batman figures was that. That's genius. Because obviously, like, the whole wired cape thing makes such a big difference. It adds so much more emotion to the figure. It does. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Like, you can totally see the ones that has the the cape that's, like, the normal cape that comes with every other Batman. And then you can see the one... There's one shot when he's like all sprayed out. Yeah. Like I think that's the one with the the wire. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully that'll become like a normal thing. I hope so. Although I guess like isn't that kind of supposed to be their last Batman or something for a little bit? Dude, you know that's not going to be their last Batman. That's like their number one <laughs> seller is like they he, he's going to make Batman forever like he's it's, never gonna stop making batman it's his number one seller maybe right now but give gomez a few more releases well if they would if they would <laughs> if they would do gomez as a regular release like um that would be awesome like i think more people will like i think people would buy it honestly but they they've been only uh, doing uh, exclusives that's true huh i never really i didn't really think about that they have they have all been exclusives yeah, and I talked about this actually on a recent... I don't know if I've released this podcast or not. I think I have. By the time we release this, it'll be released. But yeah, dude, they're making like so much money off of those Gomez oh, yeah. figures. like Because yeah. they, it's their own property. Yeah. They're doing it exclusive, so they're selling it at a retail price. Yeah, Th- That's like a cash cow. Like They're making yeah. so much money, yeah. which is good for them. I'm happy. I'm happy they're able to do it, and it's popular. But yeah. at the same time, I would love to see, I would love to see some like just regular civilian people, like like a civilian Bruce Wayne or just like a civilian uh, cop or something like an like, like Peter a Peter Parker, like, yeah, like a Peter Parker or just even like you know just regular uh, regular officers like G- GCPD officers or something like that. How about a Matt Murdock in like a suit? Oh, dude, yeah, like just a a regular clothes like a suited yeah. Matt Murdock, or you could do. All kinds of different things. You could do the Punisher in all different types of ways. Oh, I know. I hope they come back and do some more Punishers. I think they they probably will. Man, they've done a, quite a few, though. They haven't they? So you got the classic, the original one. And they did like the classic white and black. They did the Toy Fair all black. They did the PX. They did Spec Ops. Let's see. Is that? Uh, I think that's. I can look at it. it. 
I think that's it for for those. They did like the original, which is, and then they did the classic comic like one, Toy Fair that's all black, uh, PX Spec yeah. Ops. I think, and then and then they did the Netflix one, but I'm not kind of not counting that one because it's a little different. That's a different one, yeah. Yeah, different body. I think that's it, right? Did I, get I think Dorclair has a great. Uh, he actually compiled <clears throat> uh, a list for all the Mezco, the Mezco checklist. He did a great job. I wish more companies would do that, by the way. Yeah. I do mean, a checklist. It's like all the Dark Knight Returns, Batmans that there are. There's, mm-hmm. quite, a, there's quite a few of them. There is. And some of, them, some of them are crazy rare. <laughs> I know. Like all right, here's black, the checklist. I just, there's like only 100 made of that one, I think. Yeah, I think so. That was goes for like five grand on the Facebook groups. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> stupid man (laughs) oh yeah okay i don't want to go through all this there's a lot but yeah i think i think you're right um but yeah dude i like going back to the mezco thing like if we could get some plain clothes civilian from even like a a sister or brother company like if just somebody i I just want some civilians dude i just want i don't want to have to like go part and piece together like from ebay and then from Uh uh-huh buying different bodies i just i don't have that kind of energy to spend <laughs> yeah I, I hear you yeah you know what i mean i i just yeah. i want i want like a civilian pack like maybe maybe they could do like a like a kickstarter and have like like six or seven civilians and you pay like three or four hundred dollars and you have like tons of accessories like that'd be great mm-hmm. and like have like a mezco like body like a really nice body for the articulation stuff so some company will do it if it's not them for sure that's on my bucket list honestly man if no one does it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna freaking do it i want to I've, I've actually wanted to like i've always like just kind of like before i started doing dioramas i was like man i would love to make civilian like just a company like i don't have to pay any royalties just make civilians yeah tons and tons and tons of them and just price them around 40 to 50 bucks yeah have tons yeah. of accessories just like you know you could do like you could do like a, a chef, like a, like an awesome chef and have like tons of knives and like uh, like different coats and, and a chef hat and just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And those would people would eat that stuff up. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they would eat it up. You could eat, you could do like a, like a, a whole circus line. Like I would love to see some like Joker goons, like, you know, be, oh, but you yeah. wouldn't have to license it as DC. You could just do like big beefy dudes and just make them look like Joker esque kind of guys, but just mm-hmm. make them call them like, you know, circus freaks or whatever. And just have like a whole line of those dudes. Like that'd be sick. Yeah, that would be. Cause you know, the hard thing to do is like trying to buy those storm collectibles and then modding them to make them look like joker goons which i wanted to do but i just i don't want to i don't want to go through the trouble that's so. an expensive like it's expensive custom man yeah especially if you want like two or three of them that's gonna be like oh yeah that's gonna be like 300 bucks right there yeah you gotta really want that i really really <laughs> want it <laughs> yeah i mean there's guys that do it that on instagram i see them all the time doing those customs mm-hmm. but, I'm just I'm too like I'm too rabbit trailed when it comes to all the things that I like. Like I like too much. I need to really narrow it down. Mm. But anyways, sorry. I digress. 
<laughs> uh, well, dude, anything else you want to, to drop the good people with? Uh, any knowledge, any nuggets, anything you got working on? Um, hmm. No, not really. And at the moment, I can't think of anything, I'm sure. By the time this comes out, I'll probably be doing something different than I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I saw know. that you uh, posted the uh, the new, uh, uh, was the Samurai Gomez? Oh yeah, Lone Roach. Yeah, uh-huh. Lone Roach. Yeah, yeah, that figure's pretty awesome. Is he? Uh, is he everything you wanted him to be? Yeah, I think you know. For me, he's uh, he's my favorite version of Gomez so far. I think he's. Hmm. I don't want to say he's the best. Well, he, to me, he's the best one because uh, yeah. it's samurai. But yeah, I just like the the heads, the colors of the different heads and stuff he comes with, and his uh, kimono is super cool looking. Um, you should way. have him fighting against some movie realization figures sometime. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Because we'll you know see. he can time travel. He goes to different times. That's time right. Back. Gomez, the inter interdimensional warrior. That's right. Hmm. Technically, you could throw Gomez in anything. Yeah, and because I was just thinking about that because he's got the red chucks. Yeah. You know? So you can even have him in like urban looking areas. I don't know why I connect those two dots like that, but I'm like, oh, he's not. I mean, he's a samurai, but he can be like in the city, <laughs> like an urban samurai. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you'll definitely see something like that from me. Did you pick up that uh, the uh, Baruni Kenshin that one from that one like random company? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Uh, Dasson. Yeah, yeah, Dasson. I think. Uh, I did not, but hmm, I might are you a fan to. of that show? I don't even really know what it is, but because it's a samurai, I am somewhat interested. Yeah, and I, heard, and I have, <clears throat> I have a. Saitama and Genos from that company. Nice. And those are pretty solid figures. So they they have that show, I believe, on Hulu. That's one of my favorite shows. That if you want just a fun anime just to throw on in the background, like mm-hmm. that's a great show. And hmm. it's it's got so many cool, like you could do so many shots based on that show. Like there's this one character that um uh, that's sad, I don't remember the name of the character now, but he's got this massive buster sword that's like like 25 foot long and he fights <laughs> he, yeah he fights Rooney Kenshin with the sword but he's like yeah dude you should just watch that show you'll get a lot of inspiration all right check it out 25 feet <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it's long it's like it's crazy it's like a kind of like you know cloud off of final fantasy but like probably like 10 foot longer or something like that <laughs> where do you see yourself man like you know do you, are you, I know you're always thinking ahead and, and planning and being creative like do you kind of have like like and t- uh, like a, a 10 years from now johnny that you kind of see yourself becoming like what do you want to do like with this this massive following that you have like where do you see yourself mm-hmm. um well i guess like the dream would be able to like you know make a living from this you know it didn't start that way but then like obviously there's that there's that saying it's like find what you love to do and you'll never work another day in your life like i really do believe that like if i was just doing what i'm doing all the time when i'm not working like that would, to me that would be awesome 
that yeah. seems awesome. Like, and I've kind of had a taste of that and, and seen like maybe some stuff that I didn't like, like working with like companies and stuff because of the added pressure of creating content for someone else and they're paying for it. And there's a, there's a deadline and, you know, you want to put out like some really awesome stuff and the added pressure from that can kind of like mess with you mentally sometimes. But, um, mm. Ultimately, I guess like if I could just like tailor make my dream, it would be like literally just like taking pictures of toys and just like maybe having like galleries or something or I could, you know, doing like um, like do like workshops and stuff like stuff like that and just make it like tr kind of traveling and doing that stuff. And I don't know, like I'll tell you, like a, a dream place to work, however, would be like Leica Studios. What's that? Would, that? Like a studios, they're the ones that do like uh like the uh, stop motion. So they did like Kubo and like oh. and like Coraline and and they just did uh uh why am I the missing link? Okay. So they build their entire sets and then like it's if you ever go and watch some behind the scenes of that stuff, it'll inspire the, the hell out of you. Okay, I'm gonna do that. You'll probably be like, I want to work there too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that does this, if they, if they, if they see that stuff, they're like, I want to work there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, other than that, yeah, like I, I would like to just, you know, obviously keep doing this and, and as long as it inspires me. And then I'm, I'm just excited about like future figures that are coming out and, and then just like, you know, uh, progressing, you know, my skill set as well. Just obviously naturally just, seeing where it takes me nice man i i love that kind of like i know it's cliche that like beach bum vibe that i get from you you're just like going with the flow and like you and i don't mean that it, in any disregard I, I mean i mean like i mean that with the most respect like you kind of just go with the flow and it like whatever happens happens you know what I'm oh yeah yeah no it's uh and that's kind of like like with the the opportunities and things that have happened that's like it's just me going with the flow like yeah. i'm just doing me and yeah. so like there's been multiple times where things have been presented to me or presented themselves to me yeah it kind of like <clears throat> like almost like solidify like this is what you should be doing because uh. like i'm not pushing for it i'm not like going after it maybe i should more but uh <laughs> it's just like it it's keeping me in this loop where mm -hmm. where i want to be it's like the, i don't know the universe has thrown me a lot thrown me a lot of bones yeah on this journey so far but you put in the work though and i feel like that kind of goes along with it it's like the people out there that are like why isn't the universe throwing me a bone and it's like okay put the work in and maybe you will get a couple bones thrown to you yeah i think you know if it's it's meant to happen you know it'll it, it'll probably happen and and i get i used to get like not as much anymore but I, I would get a lot of messages and like how do you get free figures and stuff like that and it's like well is that your end game focus because like i'll yeah. tell you for, for me personally like i never thought i never really thought about that i mean obviously i thought like if someone wants to give me a figure that would be awesome which it is but like I, it wasn't the goal the goal mm. has always been to like create stuff that i was proud of and like progress within that that's and very it's still, it's, that's very selfless still... of you man ah well because <laughs> <laughs> i i have wanted that i've uh, you know and i you know have well, the opportunity to get stuff and get sponsors and stuff like that but like it's uh it's very selfless of you that's for sure 
I, I I should say though that like I've it's been years now. Like I I've been collaborating with like Hasbro for four, four years, I guess. Yeah. I've been I've been like that's that and that's that's them. Like I've done other stuff with other companies, but like so I've I've been in this cycle where like I've been you know getting hooked up by them for years. So like you know at a certain point it is it's kind of like the first you know a few times like whoa crazy they like you know they wanted to send me stuff and then like over time just like everything else it becomes almost normal right yeah yeah like not to say that i don't appreciate what they're sending me but it's just like that that like crazy excitement and like oh my god stuff kind of fades away after a while when it happens yeah you know this is not me complaining don't don't take me wrong no i know i know what you mean i know what you yeah it's just like everything it's like um let me put it this way, like try to use an analogy here and try to not sound like a complete kook. But like, uh, so like a million, like a billionaire, right? Like, yeah, he drives these fancy cars every day. Do you think that he's like every day he gets into his, you know, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Bugatti, whatever it is, or his jet? At a certain point, it becomes normal to him, yeah. right? Like he's just like, okay, this is just life. Yeah, and and it's it, it happens with everything, and so like doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate what he has because I definitely appreciate like the companies. I'm very fortunate to have, you know, worked with a lot of a lot of really cool companies and stuff like that. But um, in terms of like the free figures specifically, um, it's it's cool. It's definitely really awesome to get stuff like sent to you. It's cool to like know that a company has recognized your work in that way, where they want you to like they, they want you to have their stuff. Yeah. They like you want you to shoot this, and then as time goes on, you know, if other things progress, like you get to kind of see other sides of 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 that picture, of that mm. of that puzzle, of, um, which which I have. So it's 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 an interesting thing, like doing stuff with companies. It can be really great, and it can be not so great at times as well. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure, and I think that kind of shows the level of oh, seriousness sh- that you take it you know yeah i'll share i'll share a little story sure like that I, so um last year around this time i like the ant-man and wasp uh blu-ray was coming out so i actually got i got contacted by marvel to do some photos for them for the like in in time with the release of the the blu-ray so like obviously you know it's like marvel not like some division like the marvel so Whoa. obviously so that's like a big deal like yeah crazy right and so like i was like oh man like um and then you can imagine imagine the type of pressure you'd have creating something for those guys oh so there's so there's that then also you, you you they wanted me to come up with five ideas that needed to be signed off on and then and then i can like go ahead and do these ideas but they were kind of restricted to certain guidelines, so it made it harder. Like the the window of creativity started to get smaller and smaller there in a way because mm-hmm. I was kind of like stuck doing certain things. Um, but the opportunity was amazing because it's Marvel, right? It's a good, yeah, it's a nice, nice feather in your cap to say that you've done, you've worked with them. Uh, but I will say that doing that project with them was. It it was one of my least favorite ones because of the 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 communication working with the, the the person that I was working with wasn't the best and it was just it was just a hassle and it just overall like I was not happy with my work in the, in that project at all and it That's was so uh, funny 
it's like you get this opportunity of like a lifetime almost and then it just just kind of like leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth so like it it taught me it, it taught me a good it taught me a valuable lesson in a lot of ways because one of the things that ended up happening was um they posted so they've had they have a few different marvel has a couple different accounts obviously that they use on social media they have the like straight marvel account like the marvel account and then they have yeah. marvel Stu- they have the marvel studios account so they had reposted one of my photos on the Marvel Studios account, and they gave me and Terraformer credit, which was awesome. You know, they, as as they should, right? Yeah, like it's, it's our, it's you know, he's a, his diorama was in the photo. It was my my photo and stuff like that. So we got credit, but then they posted the photo on the actual Marvel account with no credit, and that that definitely like irked me pretty bad. Oh. And so I remember, I remember, I messaged the guy, and I was just like, hey, man, I saw that post. I was, I was really happy to see it, but actually pretty disappointed when I saw that neither one of us was given credit for the photo. And he was—he basically just gave, he was all, oh, yeah, we're not obligated to give you guys credit since this is a paid gig, and which is like, it's, while that's true, it's just yeah. like, it's, it's, it's disrespectful from an Especially, standpoint. Yeah, in the toy photography community where we, where we are so aware of that, especially when someone posts something or repost something and you don't give credit, like that's, t- that's like a, like a slap no-no. in the face. It's a it is. Slap in the face. And it's like the biggest slap in the face. Cause <laughs> on social media, when you're trying, like if you're trying to grow your account, you can, you live and die on those types of things. Yeah. Like imagine getting a feature from Marvel where like check out Sergeant Banner's photos, like an account's going to blow up. Oh, dude! Gonna, I mean, I'm gonna get a ton of ton of ton of engagement off of it. I'm gonna get a ton of new followers. It's just like and new opportunities, exactly. But yeah, if that's not there, you know, there's none of that. I don't get any of that, and so that that was a bummer, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I guess my kind of my my point about it is like, it's it's not always what it seems, you know. Like when you it, there's it's work. It can be work, and it can be unfortunate. And uh, you just have to, you know, push through. Like to me, like I, like I said, I I was bummed about that and kind of overall about the whole thing. But like I took it as a learning lesson to apply it to the next thing. And so that's, that's crazy because like there's it reminds me of actors and actresses that have their likenesses basically the copyrighted. Uh, it's the rights of the the people who own that that you know image. So like. For instance, Daisy Ridley as Ray, like she doesn't own her, her, you know, basically her when she's in costume, like they can just use that in any way on yogurt, on mm-hmm. ra- ravioli, and it's like, oh, there I am on ravioli, and she's not getting, ro- <laughs> she's not getting, ra- you know, royalties for that probably, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's crazy, uh, and it feels wrong, and it is wrong, especially in the toy photography community, but it is understandable why they did it oh they can definitely still sucks you know they they did but like yeah it was a bummer um but yeah i mean i've also had plenty of opportunities that i'm like really i have like fond memories of and it was really cool and and uh, i wouldn't you know trade those for anything and it kind of like you know helped shape my my path to where i am now in a a sense so um it's it's cool like you know i wouldn't i i guess like i just i wouldn't just uh, sounds sounds corny or cliche but uh 
for every for anyone that's listening that's like kind of just starting out or trying to like figure out what direction they want to go and uh honestly like even if your goal is to like end up working for a company or collaborating with companies that's 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 fine you know there's no knock there like you have a goal you want to reach it that's that's life you know but um i will say that like for me personally and just like how i how I, the opportunities that have come my way and just how things have gone with me um i always approach these things i just i don't worry about them i just focus on creating the art and having fun and i know that kind of sounds that can kind of sound a certain way and maybe you 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 might be listening to this thinking i was going to have some better answer for something like that but that is truly like what i believe in it and just like or everything's been organic for me and that's just what i believe in and like like everything all the opportunities that just come about in an organic weird way from the universe and like i just i i think uh maybe at times like maybe i should push and reach out more maybe i you know but i don't know maybe that's just not that's just not me yeah and so far it's worked in a in a cool way where i haven't really had to do that as much so um yeah just focus on having fun and getting better at taking pictures and stepping outside your comfort zone. Cause that will help you get better. Yeah. That's amazing advice, dude. And a lot of people need to hear that and I need to hear that. And that's, you know, coming from somebody who has been involved with a lot of different people and, and realizing it's all about the art. If you make it about the opportunities then you're chasing that dragon and that, that gets exhausting, especially when it's not, enjoyable like you said like an experience like that that can definitely put a bad taste in your mouth for yeah. sure yeah um so i want to transition real quick into a different lighthearted topic so yeah. i know i recently saw somewhere i don't know where i saw it on your instagram or maybe it's facebook but you kind of like were focusing on eating better and and, and healthy living and exercise like mm-hmm. what is your what's your kind of views on you know, healthy living and how does that relate to your art? Yeah. So, uh, for over a year now, like, okay. So last year at Comic-Con after I got back, I joined this gym, this local gym and I did like a, a six week program thing. They call it a challenge. And, uh, it basically like changed my life in a sense. Like, uh I've, I've lost a bunch of weight like i i lost probably around like 30 pounds oh wow it, like in and now you know how it like you know like with with like things like that like now now like i just maintain where where i'm at and stuff like that but like uh yeah i lost a bunch of weight and i just like being active and like i go to the gym six days a week all the time like wow. now now I, I do now like from, from like that point to like now i've been doing that six days a week it's like circuit training weight training it's it's almost like it's pretty much like crossfit so like i do that like six days a week um and like i think that like you know physical exercise is like crazy important you know it, it really is like you don't like the physical the lack of physical exercise will affect them your mental state i I really believe like it's good for you physically and mentally to work out or get exercise because it definitely i was like feeling depressed and stuff just because i was unhappy with like how i felt and looked at 
you know, internally and externally, like I just wasn't happy with how I was living. And, um, you know, I, I made a change. And again, to, to my personality, I became obsessed with that stuff. And that's nice. why I think that is why, like, I, I had so much success. Cause I like, as soon as like the first week passed and I lost like five pounds, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I get, I, I see. I was like, Game okay. on. Yep. Yeah. And so I was just, you know, I was totally all about it. And, and then now like I'm, I've been like very, very consistent with that stuff. And, and, uh, I just feel way better now. Like, I'm you know, just physically too, just, you know, with that, that, like all that weight off of me, just, I feel a lot better, more energized. Like, I feel like my mind's more clear. Um, it helped with like the mental state that I was in as well. Like I wasn't, um, feeling as bad and, and stuff like that. It definitely helped a lot. Like not, not to say that I don't have like, you know, uh, struggles with that stuff. Like I have like anxiety and stuff that I still struggle with, but like, um, you know, it definitely helps a lot. And, and then like eating, eating better too. Like, I think like the thing when people like want to make a change in, in that regard, it, it, the mountain seems so, so high to reach, yeah. right? Like, it's just like, oh, I don't know like where to begin. Like, I don't, the people, people think about like, oh, I'm going to have to like go on this diet. And the thing about dieting to me, this is what's worked for me. And it's like, I'm not like some MMA fighter that needs to cut weight and to make a fight or anything. Like I'm just like a regular <laughs> dude. So yeah. like. This is something that, like, I think can maybe resonate with other every other person that you know, like me. Um, with me, with the the whole like diet and stuff like that, it's more just about making better choices on a daily basis rather than like con- restricting myself from having things altogether. So, like, I'm a human. I'm human, man. Like, I, I yeah. you know, it's like I drive by, like, a you know, I want to have a burger. I want to have pizza. You know, I want to have all that stuff that tastes good, right? But like. You also can't live your life like you're, you know, at a twelve-year-old at a slumber party every day. <laughs> you know, like you're just sitting up eating ice cream for dinner and eating donuts for breakfast all the time. Like you can have a donut for breakfast or whatever, but just don't do it every day. Yeah, like make better choices and like that'll pay dividends if you keep doing that. And then like you'll start to see the the results of that stuff and you'll start to feel better and then you'll be more you'll be more about it as well. That's like how my journey has been, at least with it. Like I've seen the results and then I believe in the results and therefore it like reinforces what, I, what I'm doing and like how I'm doing it. That's inspiring, man. And I know a lot of people, especially in the toy community, toy photography community, that is not even on their radar. Like that is not even something that's like an issue. And I think I, I, the reason why I bring it up is for people like yourself who, who are definitely inspiring and a lot of people look up to you. I want them to see like mental fitness. A lot of it does have to, you know, come from a healthy living, a health, like being, uh-huh. if you're taking care of yourself, you know, you're going to be able to be more creative. That's all. That's the the bottom line. That's uh-huh. the, the gist that I'm trying to, with uh-huh. this, these segments is take care of yourself. You'll be able to produce better art. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. It's, and it's like, like I was saying about the whole, like when you, when you go to approach, like, the journey of like becoming healthier it's like the mountains seem so high right but it's like it's just <clears throat> if you do it again and again if you keep if you stay consistent it doesn't even seem like you're doing anything different it becomes part of your day becomes what your life is and so yeah. that's like the, the whole like kind of like eating habit thing it's like 
you keep doing it and staying consistent with it, it doesn't seem like you're restricting yourself or like having to hold back. It's just like you're just making better choices without even thinking and you're just mm. doing it and that's how you live. And, and same thing with the working out. It's like I don't think of it like like I straight up like I'll go to the gym at like 6 a.m. like six days a week. Like I'll wake up at five something. I'll go to the gym. I'll work out. I'll do like the, the class for like an hour and then I'm done with that. And then that's how I start my day. And uh, I mean, I I love doing it like that early in the morning because for one, it's out of the way. You know, <laughs> I don't think yeah. about it like at, like it's either that or I go like in the afternoon. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll still go no matter what. And I've I've made the choice to just go no matter what, unless I'm like hurt or sick or something. But like I, you know, I'm human. Just like I said. So like, do I always want to work out? No. <laughs> definitely definitely not like today yeah. i went i went this morning before we started recording it's like i was sore i don't feel that i'm getting over a cold i didn't feel too good but like i knew that I, I i could go and i knew that i could get it done and i knew that i would be more more upset if i hadn't gone yeah. it's like i've never regretted a workout yeah you know having gone like after it's done i've been like oh, i wish i wouldn't have did that i'm always like all right cool that's so <laughs> funny dude i literally ran a mile right before uh we hit we hit the oh, podcast. Nice. Nice. Yeah, dude, that, I hit some cardio and I was like, I know for me, I perform and speak a lot better after a good workout. And I, I do my workout, then I hit my cold shower and I do just nice. my little, my little rituals that I do before I hit the podcast. And mm-hmm. that puts me in that state, that, that flow state where I'm able to just, yeah, you know, speak. So. Yeah. And and for you, you know, it's just like, just like I was saying, it's just like, it's just what you do. So it's not like a chore to you. You're just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I, that's how I live my life. That's how I do my day. For and sure. It's like, I think that's like kind of uh, where you'd want to get to mm-hmm. if you're, if you're like thinking about embarking on this journey where it becomes something that you're not thinking about and you're just doing it. Yeah. For sure. It's like you said, the mountain can you just don't worry about climbing the mountain. Just worry about taking the first step and mm-hmm. taking that step is like consistency compounds. So when you're re- realizing the next meal you take, it's like, OK, I'm not going to go out and get like a, a thick burger. What yeah. I'm going to do, I'm just going to, you know, just add a little bit of veggies to my mm-hmm. next meal. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. just start small and then gradually yeah. take your time and for me, my health journey has been years and years and years, and right. I'm in the best shape of my life that I'm, I'll be 30 next year. Nice. And I feel like, I feel like I'm 18 years old, like mentally nice. and like just physically, like my body is just like my, my hormone, my growth hormone levels and mm-hmm. everything that I feel, I feel amazing. Nice, and man. the days that I, like you said, the days that I don't hit the gym, that's when I feel I'd struggle with the, the mental thoughts. And oh like, yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the self-deprecating thoughts where you're just like, oh, man, yeah. you slide down this rabbit hole that you don't want to go down. You really yeah. don't. And, and it, uh, It's great for people that struggle with depression. If you struggle and you're listening to this with depression, hit the gym. Just go do something physical for like an hour or 30 mm-hmm. minutes. I, I literally, what I do is just 10 minutes. And I, I run a mile in 10 minutes on the mm-hmm. treadmill. Mm-hmm. I make myself do it. I don't stop running until the mile's done. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to quit, but then yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, do ten minutes a mile, a ten minute mile, and then I'll go hit the uh, the free weights for twenty minutes, and that's my workout. That's literally thirty minutes a day, mm-hmm. and I'll do it seven yeah. days a week. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, it's like you 
you should be able to fit in a half hour into your day where you can, you know, set yeah. aside and get that stuff done. And I mean, and even, you know, like, well, like what I was saying too, like, you know, an hour, that's half hour more, half hour more, but it's like, I think, you know, most people could probably squeeze that in or, or yeah. here's the thing. If it is worth it to you, you will make it happen. That's true. And, and so like, that's kind of what happened with me. It was just like, I reached a point where it was just like, I, feel like complete crap i feel like i look like crap and then just like kind of like a rock bottom thing and it was just like this is it became something that was like i need to do this it was very worth it to me so i made it happen yeah yeah i posted this in my story the other day and it really resonated with me this malcolm x quote that says whatever you do not hate you will eventually tolerate and that relates to everything it's like i hated the way that i looked because I was I was driving Lyft full time at one point a couple years ago, and I was not exercising, and I started gaining a little bit of weight, and I was feeling terrible about myself, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with it. But eventually, I started hating the way that I looked, and once I started hating it, that's when I was like, <laughs> I was like, I gotta yeah. do something about it. Oh yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. self loathing, man. It can can but, take you pretty far sometimes <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't saying i hate myself i hated the way that i looked and so yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. No, it got you. to the point where i i wasn't like comfortable putting on a tight fitting t-shirt and i was like yes. oh, i look like i got man boobs you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's i, I want that's a problem though like, that's a problem when, man. when you when you when you have when it becomes like that and oh yeah man like i was like i mean I think like at the head, like what what before I started, like I was like one, I'm like I'm like five four, so I was like one eighty four or something. I was pretty chunky. I wasn't like it wasn't like the type of thing where it was like oh that guy's like super overweight, but it like you know I could obviously lose some weight, uh, and just like the way that I looked. And now I see like pictures from back then, and I'm like oh man, <laughs> and then just like just it sounds sounds kind of funny, but I think most people could uh, mostly most people would definitely relate to this when I say like when someone takes a photo of you and you see that photo and you and you don't hate the way you look. Oh man, that's so valuable. It's yeah. so valid. It's like oh, when you're like yeah. when you look at it, you're just like, oh cool. Rather than looking at it like, oh man, that's what I look like. Oh like like and you say you feel bad. Like you can feel yeah. bad about that. And it's just that was one yeah. of the things that that's one of the plus plus sides of living a health healthier lifestyle is, you know. You know, uh what is that that's like look good, feel good. Yeah. Know? Yep, that's true. And if you feel good, you're gonna you're gonna create better content better art more things you enjoy and positivity will spread through through, throughout it will man it it seems cheesy corny and you know (laughs) feel good but it's truth it it really is like there's a you know if you want to get into like the scientific part of it like there's a there's a frequency that people who are positive you know they they are on a different level than people who are stay negative and just by exercising your brain gets on a different uh, frequency and you're able to be able to think better things and and more creative things, but um, I could go super theological and philosophical real quick. <laughs> if we're not careful. Uh, let's see. I don't have any more questions, man. Do you have anything that you want to just say, man? Like to maybe somebody who's starting out in toy photography, maybe maybe to the Johnny, you know, that was five years ago. Like if you could just speak to him, like what would you tell him and just kind of give him a mentoring moment? Um, hmm. 
What's the, what's the cheesy quote thing? <laughs> cheesy quotes. Uh, live, laugh, love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Don't eat cheeseburgers. It's about the it's about the journey, not the destination. That that's that kind of like kind of sums it up for me in a, in a lot of ways. Like, enjoy the ride. Like, not mm. to like you'll find that like as you're going, like s- try and stop and smell the roses of like little milestones that you have. Because um, I struggle with that, and like sometimes I have to pull back and really like force myself to like look at stuff that's happened and and actually appreciate try try it and like make sense of it and appreciate it for for what it really is and um focus on having fun as well while you're doing it and that's that's like the most important thing like if you're having fun then you're doing you're doing it right honestly like because that's that's honestly why you do it right that's why we do this it's fun yeah. it's it's exciting it does something for us like if it's not fun then why would you do it you know unless <laughs> unless you had to but it's like you want to do this, so it should be fun. That's so good, dude. And I <clears throat> tran- I translate that into like celebrating your wins. It's like if you take those moments, even though sometimes you don't want to because you know you don't want to get arrogant or whatever it may be, but it's like take those moments that you really do have a moment. It's like that was a win for me, whether it may be as simple as getting a feature on a feature page, you know, it, or maybe it could be landing uh a, a new a new shot that you thought you could never do so like celebrate that because that creates momentum and then the next time you do that thing that you thought you couldn't do you'll be able to celebrate that and you'll be able to create those moments even more it's like the people that get stagnant and the people that stay in the same place and keep grinding their gears are the ones that oftentimes don't celebrate their wins and that to me it's it's hard to transition into that mindset because you don't want to you know pat yourself on the back too much because then you can get you know what am i trying to say here johnny you know what i'm saying you don't want to like buy into your own hype and start to think that yes that you're like the man yes you want to keep you want to keep yourself at a, a at a good like level of like you know you know what you're capable of but you know that there's room for growth exactly and that that's exactly what i was trying to say it's just stay humble but also appreciate the progress you've made and that if you have that mentality you'll continually progress and you'll continually get you know better at what you do so that's incredible man i just i've so ecstatic that you came on the show and i know everybody who's listening to this is going to be able to glean from there was a lot of nuggets man i know you said the beginning and there might not have been nuggets but there was like <laughs> there's probably like 50 nuggets in there so i'm gonna well, be listening to it again for sure well thank <clears throat> thanks again for having me on and uh i definitely enjoy the podcast in general and the episodes that uh, have been released have been really cool to like hear from other members of the toy photography community and i think this is a great platform that you got going here so thanks again for having me and to anyone that uh listens thank you for listening and hopefully uh hopefully you found this interesting or you took something away that did something for you nice man so tell everybody of course if they are not already following you where can they find you on social media um on instagram i'm at sergeant bananas sgt bananas that's where i post all my photos that's where everything happens first 
that's the main that's my main hub right there it's kind of my one and only i mean i have a facebook page sergeant bananas photography that also i post on pretty frequently but uh the bread and butter is instagram so find me there nice and you can find me at Degaba underscore days. You can find the Mezco 112 Collective feature page at 1.12.collective. And you can find the Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photo Cast. So remember, everybody, our mantra, our motto is that we are storytellers. So go out there, tell your story, shoot some toys, and have some fun. And we will see you at the next episode. Peace. Peace.